everybody to Rodian Radio episode 161 and I want to thank everybody who tuned in. I want to thank everybody who subscribed, everybody who liked, everybody who commented, everybody who is about to comment, everybody in the live chat, all the Rodian Radio Warriors. So uh, just adjusting the lights really, really quick. Uh, we just bought some new light bulbs from uh, Target and we just installed them a little while ago and I'm just kidding. So with that being said, uh, you know what? Uh, first of all, I want to, first and foremost, I want to thank the people that DM me um, and email me. I read all the emails when I get to it. A lot, a lot of people just have so many good things to say about Rodium Radio, and I just want to acknowledge you and thank you for acknowledging and subscribing and commenting and being a part of Rodium Radio simply because this is a platform where we showcase and we shine light on independent artists. I know some people for some crazy, stupid reason have a hard time accepting that, but that's what we do here at Rhodium Radio. Um, with that, um, some people are still asking me, can we still submit music? Yes, yes, it's always gonna be yes, all the time. Submit your music, your videos, and a short bio to rhodiumradio at gmail.com. To rhodiumradio at gmail.com, and we'll get, we will get back to you at an opportune time. The other day, um, I had someone uh, encourage me to like, hey, you, you need to try this, you need to try that, and I did. So we're gonna have something new and different coming in the future, a uh, little bit more details on that later. A couple of days ago, I posted up, tag anyone you would like to see on Rhodium Radio, and many people, it was overwhelming that many people tagged Chuko Z, and he is in the building today. But not just yet. So without further ado, please allow me to introduce to you all the way from Fresno, California, Drea. Hey, hey, what's up, man? I'm glad to be back. Yes. Last time I was here, we had technical difficulties, but we told everybody we would be back and here we are. So. Yeah, I almost called you Dr. Drea. <laughs> Dr. Drea. <laughs> A lot of people do. There you go. Dr. Drea, Mac Drea. There's it just goes on from there. A bunch of Dreas. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I feel so terrible because last time you guys were here, um, we were supposed to give you an interview, and what happened was the the graphics card went out. Mm -hmm. And and I want to thank your manager, Rob. Uh, uh, he blessed me with the shirt as well, Money Grip. Yeah, shout out Money Grip. And uh, the reason why I want to thank him publicly is because he drove all the way home that same night, came back the next day, and brought me a graphics card. Mm -hmm. 
I just thought that was so dope. So I want to I want to thank him. Yeah. You know, he's a good dude. And <laughs> and really one thing that you may not know, and if you do, uh, uh, let me share this with you once again. I think it was sometime last year where I reached out to him when I first saw you on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Many times I just Google stuff, Google artists, Chicano artists, Latino artists, Hispanic artists. I go to YouTube and I do the same thing. You came up and it was the video with you uh, rapping in front of that abandoned home. Oh, the trying to take my shine. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I shot that to everybody. Who is this girl? Who is this girl? Because I couldn't find your, either your social media, like Facebook or whatever. Yeah. And then I came across him and I was like, hey, I need your girl on my show. That's like, okay, we'll make, we'll make it happen. But that was in. This is now. It's been a long time, but you're here, so I'm excited. Yes, I'm excited, too. I'm glad to be here. So let me ask you a question because you brought it up during the break. Well, before we actually went live, mm -hmm. uh, what do you prefer, Popeyes or KFC? I had to think about it for a quick second, but I, I want to say Popeyes just because I tried their um, spicy chicken sandwiches for the first time like a couple weeks ago. Uh -huh. I'm in love. I'm like so stuck on them right now. For real? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I don't know what it is. Everybody was all hyped up about it for a long time. I know there was like crazy lines outside uh -huh. all the Popeye stores and stuff like that. And I was like, what the fuck is all the hype about? I didn't really care to go try it. And then I tried it recently and now I know. You know <laughs> what? Uh, I think it was Snoop Dogg. He posted up a picture of some kid that he looked like he was turning into a fucking alien. And then he said, everybody six months later after eating a Popeye chicken sandwich. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but I brought that up because you brought that up. Uh -huh. What do you prefer, KFC? Okay, now let me ask you this. What do you prefer, McDonald's or Jack in the Box? Jack in the Box, for sure. For reals? Yeah, even though I just had McDonald's, sorry, but yeah. Jack in the Box. <laughs> okay, well, okay. I don't know if you've ever had, I don't know if they have Del Tacos over there, but Del Taco or Taco Bell? Taco Bell. Really? I probably only tried Del Taco about like two times in hmm. my life. Are I you, didn't really care for it. Are you one of those people that go buy like dollar Chinese food? No, <laughs> I rarely eat Chinese food. <laughs> Your favorite food ever? What, what is it? Seafood. Really? Seafood. Yes. I think we we're talking about this last time we were here. I like yeah. oysters, alwashiles, mariscos. Yeah, mariscos. Yes. Wow. For sure. it's same my here. favorite. Same here. Wow. Mm -hmm. That shit is dope. Shit, you know, there's a guy that I get all the time when he, uh, whenever I have like. Like when I I had B real here, oh, you were here, yeah, I was here. and we had the, the uh, ceviche outside or whatever. Mm -hmm. But there's a guy that I get that that day he couldn't make it, so I had to get a substitute. But that guy is an amazing, amazing like mariscos guy. So I'll give you his info if you guys are ever out here. He sets up or whatever, but oh he's God, sure. he, to, to me, his mariscos is on a whole different other level. Yeah. So, but now uh, uh, we were also chatting right before we went live, and I asked you, "Do you watch a lot of TV?" And you said, uh, "Not really, but lately." Yes. If you have, what have you been watching, and what do you recommend, if anything? I've been watching a lot of like series lately. Like right now, I'm stuck on the new Selena one. Um, how, how was that? It's good. I like it. At first, I didn't really think that I, I was going to find it too interesting, just because. I'm a big fan of the of the original movie, you know? Yeah. And I was like, this is not going to be the same. But I don't know. I got high, started watching it. And I was actually stuck watching it until, like, the third episode. So I have, I'm going to continue it. Maybe you were watching it because you were, like, stuck high and you just couldn't <laughs> really move. I mean, who knows, you know? But I want to go back and I want to see what, you know, what they have next. So. You know, okay, I'll say if 10 people saw it, at least, like, seven people told me they enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. The other three said that it was kind of cheesy 
it looks like they, she bought the wig at 99 cent store. <laughs> like people were kind of dogging it more on the costumes yeah. or I guess the way they were just then on the acting or whatever. Yeah. So th did you have a problem with any of that or you were just cool with it? I mean, I noticed the difference. I did feel like it was kind of cheesy in the beginning, but I don't know. I guess it's just newer quality. All that's, Nothing's going to be like the original is how I feel. Of course. So uh, they did a pretty good job for it, I yeah. think. And J-Lo on the original one did a, an amazing job Oh, yeah, as well. definitely. An amazing she job. She had a big part to do with it. So. Yeah. Now, now let me ask you this. Other than those kind of movie do you ever watch like documentaries or anything i like love that? documentaries yeah. yeah i like to watch like um like you know the serial killer <laughs> documentaries same, and same, stuff same like thing. that like i'm a killer and like just um unsolved mysteries and things like that i like to watch the ghost adventures i'm like really into ghost hunters and all that stuff yeah like yeah. it interests me so do, do, if you have any scary ass stories well i'd like to invite you to freaky tales because that's what we do. We have a, another paranormal podcast where all we do is talk about spooky ghost story type of shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I usually tell people that I invite at least have about five or six stories to to share. You know, and but if you do, hit me up and we'll make that work. Yeah, sure. Now there's one that I recommended already uh, on the show, and people have watched it and thought it was dope. The Sons of Sam. Uh, when you get a chance, check that out. Oh, yeah, I came across it. I yeah. want to watch David it. David Berkowitz. The first 20 minutes, some people said it, it was kind of boring, but I always tell them they were just laying the foundation mm. uh, of what it was like during that time of the 70s. But this is the guy who supposedly received messages from a dog to go kill people. Oh, wow. Like from a dog. Yeah. So, so they actually interviewed the dog. And... Uh, he was an atomic dog, not just a regular. <laughs> no, I'm only playing. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, this guy. So that was a good one. And then it's another one that's like a series. Uh, it's called um, The Serpent. The Serpent. When you get a chance, look at that one. I saw that one, and I hated that bastard. So that means he did a good job. He did, a, he did a good job. If you end up hating somebody in a series, that means he did a good job. Yeah. It's kind of like the Selena movie, uh, uh, Her Killer. Mm -hmm. I hated that damn bitch. Yeah, I think everybody did. In real life, I think uh, I hate her too. So. Yeah. <laughs> now, she uh, did a good fucking job. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Now, let me ask you, where originally are you from? I'm born and raised from Fresno. Born and raised. Mm -hmm. So you never like... You know, hopped around and we lived over here. We lived over here. I wonder. Um, I actually no, actually, I lived in Madeira for about four years. Um, after I turned like 17, 18. Uh huh. I was there for about four years, and then I was located back in Fresno, and I've been there ever since. Now, okay, I've been to Fresno once, mm -hmm. but that was like early nineties. Okay, what, what, what is Fresno like for those that possibly had never gone? Because we get people that from the East Coast that listen to this. And we also get people in Germany that listen to this podcast. So Fresno, what is Fresno like? I would say Fresno is a little bit of everything. It's, I mean, a lot of city, you know, city vibes and stuff like that. It has a lot of history behind it, too. Um, and then there's a lot of country areas as well. So it's like right in the middle, I would say. I like it. I can't complain. Um, but since we were talking mariscos earlier, I have to tell you, if you ever do go back to Fresno, there's a place called El Pescador best marisco spot ever you have really? to try it i tell everybody about that spot all the time i brag about it like i go there about probably like once a week i'm not even lying like that's how much i love seafood and that spot is the bomb el pescador <laughs> el pescador you know what they, i wonder if they're uh, like 
if if you will, they're part of the franchise that's out here because they have El Pescadores out here as well. Oh, really? Yeah. So I wonder if that's one of them or that's something different. Mm, I don't know. But if I, I ever go, I'll definitely, I'll definitely check it because I'm in the, kind of in the mood for some mariscos right now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I actually had a show one time when me and my guests were eating some aguas chiles during the episode. <laughs> so next time you come, we'll have some aguas chiles. And we'll, oh, we'll yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a feast. So, so <laughs> uh, out there, uh, uh, what, what if you don't mind me asking, what elementary, middle school, and high school did you attend? Um, honestly, growing up, I moved a lot. So okay. I feel like I went to so many different schools. I probably went to... I want to say like three different elementary schools. Um, I went to two different middle schools, but I was at Tehipiti Middle School for a majority of my time. Um, And then high school, I went to McLean, McLean High, and I was there for my freshman year, and then after that was homeschooled. So I went to a school called Seoul, um, School of Unlimited Learning Okay. in downtown Fresno. Did you get a lot of trouble in school? I didn't. Um, I just didn't go a lot. <laughs> That's why. It's probably Me why. too. But no, actually, when I would go to school, I was like, you know, I was really good at, uh, you know, getting my work done and paying attention in class. Like I would, I was a good schoolgirl, but I just didn't enjoy going. So. Right. Now, same thing I with me. a lot of school, and like I said, I, I moved a lot, and then I felt like I had to grow up fairly quick. You know, being in situations that I was in growing up, uh-huh. so school was just like not always in the picture for me. Okay. Now, uh, do you play any sports growing up? Yeah, I played a bunch of sports growing up. Okay, like what? Fill I played um, softball, basketball. I did color guard. Um, I played soccer. I hated soccer. I only did it because my mom wanted me to. <laughs> she was jealous because I loved basketball, and that's my dad's favorite sport. Okay. I ended up loving basketball, and I didn't like soccer. Um, and then, yeah, volleyball. Um, I think that's about it. You, you said, you said c- c- color guard? Color guard, yeah. What is that? So I would go to like tournaments and stuff and we would go as a group and it's like a dancing type of thing, but you dance with flags and it's like gymnastics and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think I did that too in high school. I'm just playing. Oh, I was like, really? (laughs) (laughs) There was, there was guys on the squad, so. (laughs) No, I was playing volleyball and tennis. I'm just playing, so. (laughs) Did you play any sports? Yes, football. Football, okay. I I love football. And, And I mean, and boxing, I did when I was younger, you know, my brother used to train me, but that was a long time ago. Yeah. But, uh, now, let me ask you this. Oh, let me ask you a weird question. Do you like golf? Um, I've been mini golfing, yeah, I liked it. Okay, now, let me ask you this. Do you consider, because I asked this one guy this, and he said yes. Do you consider golfers athletes? No, <laughs> I don't think so. See, at least no. you're honest. At least you're on. You got guys that like, yeah, I golf. You know, I got athlete of the week, and I'm like, God, my day way. You know, so yeah, I, I don't. There's not much to it, you know. It's like, don't tell them that. <laughs> it's like trying to tell a wrestling fan that wrestling is fake. Yeah. You know, they don't want to fight you. You know. <laughs> now, now that I'm asking you about wrestling, do you think wrestling is real? No. <laughs> no, I don't. Well, I mean, I don't know. I feel like certain things can be real about it. But some things I do feel are reenacted. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what about boxing? You're a boxing fan. Um, no, not really. Uh, MMA, none of that? I'll watch it, you know, because people are always, like, super big about it and throwing mm. parties, and that's the only time I watch it. But I really don't care for it like that. Okay, okay. Growing up, any musical instrument? Did you play any instruments at all? Um, no, I didn't. I taught myself to play piano a little bit, but not like not in school or anything. But mm-hmm. I think that'd probably be the best instrument that I'd be good at if I wanted okay. to pursue it, you know. Uh, you come from a big family, a lot of brothers, sisters? I am the only child. 
That's I it? I have no siblings, yes. But okay. I do have a lot of cousins. I have a very big family, so I have like a lot of cousins, and I feel like they fulfilled those spots. So I don't need any brothers or sisters. That's and then fair. I have like 10 personalities, so I don't think my mom would be able to handle it. <laughs> you, you said you have like 10 personalities? Yeah. You got to give some of these rappers some because some of these pe rappers don't have personalities. So you got to give them at least one. I don't know. I like having 10 personalities. Well, I'm hoping to gain more. Wow, that's that's well. Hey, that's cool. <laughs> okay, now let me ask you this: Not having brothers and sisters, do you ever feel like I wish I did? Yeah, I do. But um, I feel like I would rather have had them the same age, like around the same age as me. That uh -huh. way, we could all grow up together and stuff. Because I look up to a lot of relationships that people have with their siblings and stuff. You know, all being around the same age. Mm. But yeah, other than that, I really, I mean, I was spoiled, so I couldn't complain. <laughs> okay, like like my two daughters, they're twenty five. No, she's gonna be twenty six and twenty four. Okay, so twenty right now they're twenty five and twenty four. Okay, mm -hmm. they're like about a year and a half apart, and um, they're like best friends, like best best friends. They fight, but they'll still hug each other to sleep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's sister love. Yes, yeah. like best, best friends. And I I always thought it was weird, but like in a good way, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like, wow, like that's crazy that you could consider your sister like your best friend, you know? And they talk to each other on the phone like 24 seven, wake each other up in the morning. It's, it's just crazy. Like, uh, like, I guess growing up with, you know, with brothers, you would, I always got into boxing matches with those bastards yeah <laughs> so you know so so that's why i ask because i think it'll be odd to be like the only one but hey you know if you enjoy it then that's dope like i said i feel like i have a lot of cousins so they all fulfill the spot of mm -hmm. you know sisters or brothers and they're all there for me as much as i need them to be so that's okay good. uh uh here's another question that uh uh i pretty much already know the answer but i need to ask you anyways because i think this helps me understand this younger generation mm -hmm. do you listen to radio still yeah i do when i have to okay what do you mean by have to like when i don't have when my phone's dead or you know don't have anything <laughs> else to play i listen to the radio okay any artists out there right now that are on the radio that you like um i love Nicki minaj she's always okay. on the radio i like cardi b as well drake i really okay. like drake's music um little baby he's doing big things right now he's like one of my favorite artists so Okay, well, what is that about that guy? For me, I feel like it's his flow. Just he's always able to switch it up and, you know, give different sounds. And I feel like I can kind of relate to his flows. He's a very fast rapper, and I feel like I'm, I'm a fast rapper too. And I learn a lot from listening to his music. Okay, okay. Uh, you, you know what's funny? I saw a video. I don't know if it's true, but I think it is. Mm -hmm. And it, I saw it maybe about a year, year and a half ago. A radio station hosted a concert. And the baby was performing. I guess he was the headliner. Oh, okay. And they got this uh, this couple. Say you take hypothetically your you know your boyfriend, mm -hmm. okay, to uh, backstage, and then the the radio disc jockeys, the DJs, ask you, uh, right now, uh, um, you can go meet the baby, uh, you know, uh, backstage. Oh well, well first they asked him this, if which I thought it was kind of uncalled for to ask a female this, but he said if there's an artist that you would cheat on your boyfriend with, who would it be? And she went ahead and answered it. She said, the baby. And her boyfriend was like, what, for reals? For reals? Like, <laughs> you know, and she was like, well, yeah, it's just a question. And then those guys said, well, we can go backstage and you can meet him right now, but we have to leave right now. And she was getting up and he was like, wait a minute, like, 
you're gonna go and he goes like yeah and he goes but you you can't take him you're just gonna go he wants to meet you alone and i and she took off oh my god like first of all you know here's what i always tell people because when people say oh you know my girl cheated on me bro if uh she could be taken from you she was never yours to begin with mm -hmm. And for her to jump like that, like a groupie, and just say, well, I'm going to go ahead and go. I don't care what you say. I think they did you a favor, you know, so. But the situation speaks for itself. Yes, <laughs> yes. And the crazy part is that, you know, she said the baby, the baby. So I said, when I asked you, you know, what was it about him? You know, and you said, you know, I guess his flow, his style or whatever. Yeah. So you mentioned Drake, Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, anybody else out there that you think is dope? Like, do you like people like... Uh, Kendrick Lamar or um, is it um, Jay? Um, what's, that, what's the other guy's name? Um, uh, Cole. Um, uh, um, J Cole, right? Yeah, J, J Cole. Cole. Yeah, yeah, I used to listen to his music a lot. I don't feel like he has anything recent right now. Well, not that I heard, um, but I would listen to him a lot. Like okay, what, what about like the Little Pumps and the Takashi's? Do you dig them? Um, Little Pump, I don't really listen to his music. I probably have a couple times, but I don't know. I'm not sure. Takashi, I like his music. Yeah? Mm -hmm, I do. Okay, now, knowing what he did, knowing that he snitched or he ratted or whatever, does that ever change your mind about listening to his music? Not at all, no. Because I feel like, I mean, I don't know. Whatever he does is what he does, and whatever situations he has in the streets or in his background, that's on him. But uh, coming from me, I think it's all about the music. and. Uh -huh. I feel like he can do it. He can make a good song, you know, and it's not, I mean, I really don't care on who he's niched on and, you know, right. I don't care about any of that. It's about the music for me. Right, so. it's about the music for you. Okay. Yeah. Now, are you a fan at all of Chicano rap? Um, I I mean, I, I'm a fan, but I don't really listen to it as heavy as a lot of other people do. Okay, okay. Now, out in uh, Fresno, is there a lot of Chicano rappers? Not that I can, can say it right now. No, not that I know of. Okay. I know you got one guy out there that uh, uh, I think is pretty dope, and we talked about it, MC Wicks. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's doing his thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I liked one day that I think, I don't know if, if it's a shirt or a slogan that he made up with, and it said, hip-hop's not dead, but it lives in Fresno. Yeah. And I like that. I mm -hmm. saw his video not too long ago. He had a crown. Have you ever met him? Um, I think we've had a couple shows with him before, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That guy's cool, man. Well, just, just for... Um, the people that are listening, I already booked them, so he'll be here soon. Yeah, you were telling me. Yeah, I'm just not going to tell him when, mm -hmm. but he'll be here soon. I like that I'm guy. Sure. Yeah, he's, uh, he's dope. Now, so you're not so much of a fan of, or you don't listen to a lot of Chicano rap. Yeah, no. Much. Okay, and, 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 and why is that? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I listen to so many different genres of music from like country, just, you know, Spanish, um, R&B, so many different genres of music. I feel like if it's a good song, it's a good song. Um, personally, I don't feel like any like Chicano music really catches my attention uh -huh. that way. Um, I'm not a fluent Spanish speaker either, so I feel right. like that plays a big part as well. Right. But yeah. Okay, so you just pretty much don't stick to one genre while you listen to it all. Oh yeah. Okay. Now, now let me ask you this: uh, Around what age would you say, or uh, did you start rapping? Like, who inspired you? Who motivated you? What was some of the first music that you heard at? that were about rap that you said, fuck, that's, that's pretty dope. Um, growing up, I grew up around a lot of rap. Like, you know, my family always listened to rap. My mom, my aunt, my cousins. So I grew up around it a lot. Um, I've always liked it, but I feel like, it, uh, well, I started rapping when I was 17 years old. That was a time when I started listening like to Wiz Khalifa, Burner, all them different artists. Um, and 
my I have to say my biggest influence was Liz Khalifa. Really? I was um, at a pothead stage in my life, and I would just be, like I said, I'm the only child. I had a lot of time on my hands. I was going to school, but it was homeschool, so I was home a lot. And um, I would just, yeah, just get lit, listen to his music, and he inspired me a lot. I used to watch, like, his day-to-day -day videos, and I liked the lifestyle that he lived. You know, it was just, oh, he was always on the go and stuff like that, and I was like, damn, I want to do that one day. What if I can write a song? Like, let me just sit here and try to write a song. So I started playing instrumentals and then I came across this one that I was just like okay I have to write to this one and that was the first song I ever wrote it was right in when I was 17 years old I recorded it in my closet and then I started showing like my family and everything and then from there everybody was just like man you got to keep going you're good at what you do like write another song write another song let us know how it goes if you want to continue to do it and then after that um I had my first show when I was 17 and I opened up for Burner, which was a big wow. influence of mine, you know? And for my first show, it was super big. It was like a sold out show in Visalia. I've never performed in front of people in my life. And then a rap song at that, because I've sang since I was little. I've always loved to sing. Okay. okay. So that was always, I mean, I always knew I wanted to be a performer, but I never thought that I would take it to the extent to where I'm actually going to start be, becoming my own movement, you know? Okay. And so, yeah, I had my first show, and after that day, like, I knew that's what I wanted to do for the rest of my okay. life. Okay, me being a DJ producer, I like to talk about the technical part about, you said, I recorded in the closet. Now, to me, believe it or not, as weird as it is, that means a lot to me, because I remember at times only having one turntable and wanting two. And, you know, I was a teenager, I couldn't afford shit. You yeah. know, and back then, believe it or not, the turntables that I wanted were each all $700 a piece. Each one of those are the Technique 1200s. I settled for a $100 mixer from a place we used to call back in the days called Radio Shack, okay? And I settled for that, but my turntables, I needed to have those. $700 a piece, but I only had one at the time. So staying home, not partying, practicing, you know, getting my cutting right. So people would always ask me, what did you practice on? Well, I, I used this real, you got good off of that? Yes. So I said that, I gave you that example to say, what did you record on when you recorded yourself in the closet? Uh, actually, when I first, first recorded it, uh, my cousin recorded me on her phone and I did like a one take recording and I got it down. After that, that's when we started like showing people off of her phone. Right. And then um, we ran into a couple of friends one day and they were like, man, that shit sounds tight. Like I have a micro. I don't even know like what kind of microphone it was right, or anything. Right. He just came over to my house, brought his microphone, microphone stand, his computer, his laptop. Right. And then he was like, you could just do it in your closet, like just record it. And then we broke it down into little pieces and that's how it got done. Did, did you know at the time about like bars? I didn't. I didn't know anything. I just, well, in school, I was always good at poetry. I was always a good writer, storyteller, and stuff like that. So I feel like that plays a lot in it. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know anything about bars. I just went off of the beat and how the beat cut itself, you know, like what part I was supposed to be rapping on. And then when I knew, like, when I heard the beat get harder, I'm like, okay, that has to be a hook, obviously, you know? Right. So that's how, like, I went off of it. Did, the first did, time. Did but it worked out because it all fat and, like, it all fit in the right positions you know yeah did, did you uh do you remember the the beat that you rapped to yeah. yeah it's actually on youtube still like till this day oh no shit i was 17 years old yeah in that video and that was the first video i ever dropped first song i ever wrote and first song i ever performed okay so tell me now you start showing it to people the feedback is good yeah how did you end up getting that show opening up with for burner at this event in Visalia. It was actually the friend of mine that helped me record the song. He um, he had a little bit more knowledge on doing things like that because he was um, he's an artist himself. So he had like shows prior to that, 
and he uh, came across that one and he knew that burner was a big influence on me at that time so he was able to like get me on there i don't even know how he did it honestly i think he knew the promoter or the the person you know that threw it and stuff and he was able to get me in there so, so now you're getting ready to go on do you remember how much time they gave you i think i re i think i performed like three songs i want to say Okay, that's usually between five to ten minutes. Yeah. Okay, because you know, okay, like when we performed, well, when I performed, we're talking about 1990, 91, it was always twenty minutes to thirty minutes. Okay. You know, today when I hear a rapper say, "Oh yeah, I'm opening up for so and so," how much time they give you? They give me five minutes. That, that, that's like insane to me. I'm like, fuck. They just want you to go up there and cough and hiccup and leave. <laughs> you know, I, I like so. When I started choreographing, because I choreograph a lot of people's shows, for an example, let's say you told me, they gave me five minutes. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a verse and a chorus, verse and a chorus, verse and a chorus. That's three songs. Okay. Now, if you have a hit out right now on the radio, you're going to do that full song at the very end. So do a verse and a chorus, verse and a chorus, and then the full song. We'll try to knock that out within five to six minutes. If we go over a minute, oh, well. And that's how we do it. Less is more sometimes. You, you want people to want you back or to say, man, she was too short, instead of saying, she fucking bored me. Mm -hmm. you, you know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of people that do do that. Yeah. So now you're up on stage, they hand you the mic and they say, go. Do you get nervous? I was super nervous. I didn't even know what to say. I was just like, start playing the music and I'm just going <laughs> to go. You know, I don't know what to tell these people. And so that's what I did. They started playing the music and I just went and everybody loved me. Like, I won't ever forget that feeling that I had when I was on stage and the love that they showed to me, you know, like being so young and everything. There was so many other openers that were better than me or had uh -huh. more experience. And it was my first show and I killed, I feel like I killed it. I had a lot of support out there. All my family was out there. It was nice. Did, did uh, do you guys have that videotape at all or no? Yeah, we do. We were actually just talking about that earlier. My cousin, he recorded everything. He does like, he records, um, he does videos for like weddings and birthday parties and stuff like that. So he was able to do that for me. Oh, wow, that's dope. Yeah. That's dope. Do you ever go back and look at it and like fuck? I have. You know what? I forgot about it until you told me that he came across it, and I was like, "What the hell? It's still on there. I have to watch it tonight. Like when I get home, I'm gonna watch it. That's it's just dope. gonna. I'm gonna feel all the emotions I felt that night again. So you did three songs. Yeah. Okay. Now were they all songs that that were already out as far as beats that were already over these original tracks? They were. From what you can remember. Original tracks from what okay. I can actually the the first one the write in one I got off of YouTube, okay. And then the other two I believe my cousin produced those if I'm not mistaken. Okay, yeah. that's one thing that I'm learning about this generation that they get a lot of beats from YouTube. Mm -hmm. Like you know what's new to me when people say oh I leased the beat. Yeah. You know like I, I never understood what that meant and I had to ask people like what does it mean when you lease a beat. Because back then, the way it meant, uh, th like, the homie special back then was 2500 for a beat. Mm -hmm. I mean, because we had, a, of course, we had to work in, in the studio. We didn't have laptops and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. We had to actually buy tape. This tape was only, like, 15 minutes long, so you could only fit three songs at tops, and it had to be under four minutes. Back then, radio would only play your song if it was at least three minutes or less than three minutes, nothing more. You know, like, they wouldn't play your song at all. And uh, it, had, it had three verses, three hooks. Today, I noticed that songs got shorter, mm -hmm. two verses, two hooks. Yeah. And then that's pretty much it. It's funny because I did that on my album. I did two verses, two hooks. And people complained that it was too short because the song was good. Yeah. You know? And, uh, and the only reason why we did it, it was a song called Two at a Time. And for those of you that know this album, 
High C rapped the first verse. My boy KK from Second Tenor rapped the second verse. And we were supposed to have DJ Quick rap the third verse. But he said, I'm not going to be able to make it. We had a deadline. We had to finish it and turn it in. So we just cut the beat after the second chorus. And we're like, okay, fuck it. It's over. Give us our money. Mm -hmm. And that's why we did it. It would have been doper if Quick would have been on it. But it didn't happen. Yeah. But um, with that, uh, um, now you did those three songs. You performed them. What happens next? Do you start uh, performing soon after that again or do you start recording again um because obviously you took it a little bit more serious knowing that you like that i wanted to say i continued to perform more i think i got like more shows after that before i started recording anything more and i was recording i mean i was performing those same three songs like at the few other shows that i had went to after that okay and then i started writing more and recording more L last question before we go to break okay let me ask you this is it hard for you to remember your lyrics when you're up on stage? Mm, I mean, sometimes I fuck up. I mean, anybody does, but no, I feel like I do a pretty good job at remembering my lyrics. You know what was one of the cheesiest things that I ever saw somebody do? And this was, I want to say late 2019, obviously COVID hit early 2020. Mm. There was a guy rapping on stage, looking at his cell phone the whole time. So I thought maybe that's a new song. Maybe he doesn't know the lyrics. I still wouldn't, if I was his manager, I still would not have let him do that. But he did three songs after that and he just kept looking at his phone. And I'm like, okay, look, I don't knock his hustle, but that is some cheesy shit. Yeah. You know, if you're going to do that, then you know what? Keep your ass at home until you memorize your lyrics. <laughs> right. So anyways, we'll come back and we'll pick up right where we left off. I have some more questions I want to ask you because I know you got a show yesterday, if I'm correct. I did, yes. We're going to talk about all that, your video, uh -huh. which uh, um, I did a cameo appearance. You did. I feel honored, so <laughs> we'll be back. So, okay, everybody, make sure you call somebody, text somebody, slap the shit out of somebody, let them know that Dr. Drea is in the motherfucking building. We'll be back in 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Welcome back, everybody, to Rolling Radio, episode 161. And uh, we're just going to go ahead and jump right back into it with Dr. Drea. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? Good, good. You know what? Uh, somebody asked on the live chat, what do you prefer, pozole or menudo? Dang, that's a hard one. How are they going to do me like that? Huh. I want to say, I'm going to have to say pozole. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. And another person said, if you like him, touch your nose. I'm sorry. I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> but, Pretty uh, sure I don't like you because I don't know who you are. Nah, I mean... Sorry. But, okay, so now, let's pick up right where we left off. You said that soon after that you started performing again. Now, uh, I know you say you got nervous, mm -hmm. but in the mix of all that, did you really, like, find that high? Like, I love this shit. Yes, I got the best adrenaline rush of my life. Like, like I said, it was that time I knew that I wanted to be a performer for the rest of my life. Right. That's what I wanted right. to do. You know, I'm going to say something, and I, and I hope that today's generation gets to experience what I'm about to say right now. Well, one thing that we had that you guys don't have, and I hope that when an audience goes to see you perform or goes to see Chuko perform or whoever perform, for a moment they would just put their phone away and I'll tell you why. Because in 1991 when I first started performing mm -hmm. and, and we had a hit song on the radio, we would go out there and the crowd would like literally fucking erupt. Guys and girls, hands up in the air, waving them, you know. Like, we would have, like, maybe sometimes 200, uh, 500, sometimes even 14,000 when we did arenas. And uh, one thing that we had crowd participation. 
today it's hard because here's what we have today. That's all we have. And you'll see some people bobbing their head, but they would rather record it or watch you through here yeah. than actually enjoy the show. And I've gone to a lot of shows where uh, um, security, as weird as this may sound, has told the, the when it's a performer, they don't want to be recorded. Like, you can't record them. Mm. That rarely happens, but there, but I went to a show where the, the club owner had to respect that performance. I don't want to be promoted, you know? And here's why he said that. I'm not supposed to be here. My manager doesn't know I'm here. If you want me to do this show, I'll do it, but I can't. So they announced it, no phones. And as weird as it, as weird as it was, the fucking crowd went fucking crazy when he performed. And, and for a moment, I got to see what it was like back then, once again. Yeah. Another thing is that back then, we heard our songs on the radio. Today, we have, of course, we have Spotify, we have YouTube and, for some people, it's like, you could record a song today, then it's on tomorrow on YouTube or whatever. But back then, you literally had to listen for the time to come, and when they played your song, you're like, yeah! yeah. You know, that's, that's, I hope one day you get to experience your song on the radio, you know? Yeah, sure. so, ultimately, Dre, what is your goal through this whole music thing? Like, what is it that you want out of this music thing? My goal is to proceed and do what I want to do for the, you know, which is performing and making music, being an artist, being able to enjoy what I'm doing for the rest of my life um, at the same time as being able to provide for my family and making sure that we're always, you know, under good stability and just living life the way I want to live it, you know? Yeah, that's dope. So, okay, so after that, you do a couple of more shows. Mm -hmm. How soon were you back in the studio? Was it almost immediately? Was it... Uh, um, Eventually, like, what, what happened? Was there ever a delay? Because I've interviewed artists that record a song and then they say, well, I didn't record for four years later. So I'm asking you, was it almost that you get on the ball about it or? I want to say I probably started recording again about eight months to a year later. Uh-huh. Okay. And you started releasing these songs just on your YouTube page? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. What is the response you were getting off of these songs? Uh, I was always getting like very good responses and a lot of support and just people telling me to continue to keep doing you know what I was doing. Okay, uh, any females out there right now that you like that you enjoy? Wh wh whether uh, let me narrow it down because I know you mentioned Cardi B, you mentioned Nicki Minaj, mm -hmm. but out there right now possibly in the independent game. In the independent game, let me see. Hmm. I honestly, I listen to more mainstream. Okay. I listen to a lot of mainstream. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a very, very big fan of Kehlani. I'm like so in love with her. I wouldn't even say a fan. I want to stay in love. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was just telling him that earlier. I was like, man, I can't wait to meet Kehlani. Kehlani one day. I was like, um, never mind. I mean, marry her. <laughs> All right. All right. Hey, Rodin Radio, she's got to hear first. <laughs> so if you guys ever get married... No, I love yeah. her, man. Her her music is, like, therapeutic to me, and I she's a big inspiration on me as well when it comes to singing. Okay. And I know on your last song that you did, you did your own singing. Yeah. And uh, you said you've been singing for a while, right? Yes. For, well, why now? And, I mean, why... why did, what inspired you to say, you know what, I'm going to start singing on my song? Because before, it was just rap, if I'm correct. No, actually, I've always been singing. Really? I've always tried to uh, make it a consistent thing to, um, like, you know, sing my own hooks, my bridges, and stuff like that. Okay, because uh, maybe it's just the songs that I heard. It was just, you know, verses. Like you yeah, were just 
Well, yeah, uh, trying to take my shine. I don't think I was singing in that one. Was I singing in that one? No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't so. think I was. No, that yeah. was a straight rap. I probably have like a couple that are just like straight rap, um, even with the hooks and everything. But majority of the time, I try to make it a you know consistent thing that I sing for my hooks. Okay, now, uh, uh, recording videos. Do you feel uh, comfortable in front of the camera? Yeah, I feel very comfortable. In really? Front of the camera, yeah. Man, I've always felt like fucking goofy. Like, like I, I never wanted to be in videos. I ne never wanted to be in photo shoots. First photo shoot, we shot downtown LA. Okay, mm -hmm. for and this was was for our glossies, the, the ones you sign and give to fans. Yeah. Okay. And what happened was we took so many with this photographer, and she would show us, and I just I just wasn't feeling it. I was like, these are corny, like terrible. And what she would do, she would shoot it with her Canon camera and then take a Polaroid picture so she could show us what it looked like, like possibly. And I was like, I don't like that. And me and the artist that I was producing, we didn't like it. Mm -hmm. So here's what happened. Uh, uh, because it, to me, it just didn't seem natural. So finally, she said, okay, well, we're done. You know, I said, oh, okay, cool, whatever. I don't care. I laid down on the bench. There was like a school bench. And I laid down on my back and I was like this. Then the artist came down, and uh, uh, he sat on, put one of his legs on top of the bench, and he was just like this, because we were just tired. And we looked at our manager, and I was like, we're thirsty and hungry, man. And he was like, okay, well, we'll go get something to eat. And the photographer took, took one picture of us like that, and that was our glossy. That was the best picture that she took. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, we liked it better than because it was natural. Yeah, that's dope, though. But when we were trying to like uh, pose for pictures, I wasn't feeling comfortable, and I think that's why we didn't like any of them. Yeah. So that's why I asked, you know, if you feel comfortable taking pictures and uh, uh, being in front of the camera when it comes to videos. I feel like I'm way better at, you know, being in front of the camera when it comes to shooting videos. I'm, like, very good with the camera when it comes to videos, but pictures, I, I don't like to take pictures or, like, you know, photo shoots and stuff really? like that. I, I don't know why. I feel like I'm, like what you were saying, it's right. awkward when you're trying. It doesn't look too natural. Right. But when it's a video, I feel like I can work the camera easily without, you know, having to look a certain way or posing or anything like that. Okay. But, yeah, oh. pictures are a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, like, how many videos would you say that you have out right now that, that the fans can look up? I want to say I have maybe, like, 15 to 18 okay i think now uh once again i like to ask a lot of questions as if i don't know anything about you i did my my homework on you but i want you to let the fans know uh singles how many songs do you have out there right now total uh, about the same as the videos yeah about the same as the videos i would say okay so you do a lot of visuals for your songs correct? i try to yeah like every time i drop a new song i want to always try to make sure that i have a visual for it and and that's very very important because uh now let me ask you this the reason why i say it's very important because one thing that i was told many years ago is that always would try to get in a video shoot when people used to ask me to go to a video shoot i always used to go my manager used to always say get your face in there Get your face in this. It's important for people to recognize you. Mm. Now that I do the podcasting, at least once every day, I get somebody that recognizes me. Whether I go to Target, whether I go to a burger spot, whether I go to the gym or whatever. Yeah. Hey, you're the guy. They always say, rodeo radio, huh? And I'm like, <laughs> it's not a rodeo, homie. Rodeo radio. Do you get fans out there that recognize you off of your visuals? I do. And you know what? It's crazy that you asked that because lately, this these past couple of months, I've been getting a lot of people that are recognizing me in different places. Really? Yeah, it's crazy. It's trippy, but it feels good, you know? Yeah. It's it's a lot of motivation to me, and it just 
keeps me focused and lets me know to keep going. I'm doing something right. Well, well, yes. What's one of the, the oddest, if any, awkward moments meeting a fan? Do you have anything like that that you can share with us? Like, it was just weird, it was awkward the way this person walked up to me or said something. Anything like that happened yet? Um, not that I can remember right now, but I do have, like, a few people on social media that are weirdos and, like, go and find me on all kinds of different social media platforms and sometimes I have to block them because of the things that they tell me or, you know, try to show me and they'll still, like, find me, make whole new accounts and, like, do weird shit like that and send me messages that don't even make sense and it's crazy. That's probably, like, about That, I don't... Look, if you're one of those guys out there or girls out there that, like... Because they go both ways. That have to make up fake accounts every other fucking day just to message somebody... You got to really seek help. Yeah. Like, there is something really wrong with your sick ass. Very. And believe me, I've had people that, that have done that to me. I blocked their ass. They'll come back. Hey, it was me. You blocked me. Yeah, for a fucking reason. Block. Hey, it's me again. Like, seriously, I'm <laughs> what the fuck? Like, like, did you not get the point the first time? I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but now, I had this one guy. I'll make this quick. Oh, man, I hope he's not listening. <laughs> I was at a restaurant with my son, and I posted up my food, and he showed up like five minutes later, and he showed up, and he's at the at, at the corner just staring at me, and and but he's staring at me almost like if he's flirting with me. <laughs> I I just thought it was weird, and I just told my son, "He's a fucking weirdo standing over there, just keep staring at me." And he finally walks up to me, and he goes, "What's up?" And I was like, "What's up, man?" And he goes, "What's up?" And I was like, "I don't know. You keep staring at me." <laughs> and he goes, "Well, I saw that you posted where you were at on." Uh, social media so I was around the corner and I just thought I'd come over here and check you out that's what he said and I was like okay I said um, so what do you want <laughs> I just wanted to come see you and I just said okay look bro um, me and my son are trying to enjoy our dinner man I'll talk to you later I was just trying to be nice Yeah. so he left okay then when the bill came it was already paid for he paid for it oh shit yeah, I, I, that was cool, but yeah. the other part was kind of weird. Yeah. You know, it, there's nothing wrong with just saying, how you doing, man? I'm a fan. Mm -hmm. That's cool. So, uh, oh, but the weird part is when they recognize you with your mask on. <laughs> Th that's another one. <laughs> that is, that's very weird, yeah. <laughs> so, now, for the fans, uh, uh, what is Drea working on now? Uh, when can they expect to see you? What does Drea have for 2021? Let's start back with the video you just released. Okay. So that one, yeah, we just released a couple weeks ago that you were featured in as well. Um, thank you for that. Um, that one's doing pretty good. I just finished recording another song last week, too, that just finished getting mixed and mastered, and we're going to drop that in the next couple of weeks. It's called Grindin'. I did, um, like, a little short freestyle video that I posted a while back on YouTube. Uh -huh. or actually, I posted it on Instagram, and then somebody had posted it on YouTube, and it got, like, really good numbers, and I got a lot of feedback on it, and people were telling me that they wanted, you know, the full song. And I kind of already had told myself that I wanted to finish that song just because I, I liked it so much. So that's what I did, and we're going to be shooting that video soon. So that's going to be my next project. That's dope. That's dope. Now, on your project, do you have a lot of features? Um, I don't. No. No? Okay, now let me ask you, why is that? Like, as in collaborations? Or right. Just, like, um, but, but on your stuff. Because I know other people have asked you, you know, be on my song or whatnot. But on your stuff, do, do you ever call up somebody, hey, man, bust a verse? And if you don't, how come? I feel like I'm not too worried about that right now because I'm more concentrated and focused on building myself and my own content before I go and put out work with other people. You know, like, of course, 
people want to work with me and want to have me on their track, I'm willing for it. But I'm more interested in like building my own stuff up right now. And I think that's a very, very good thing. And I've encouraged rappers uh, lately, male and female. I want to see you come out with your, either your own EP or your own album mm -hmm. by yourself. And the reason why I say that is because, at least in my opinion, it's gotten so played out where, uh, say I drop a record, but I have 20 features on there by 20 different rappers, and I have maybe 15 songs on them. Mm -hmm. there's, there's a chance that there's probably not a song on there that is fully me. Right. And when they would tell me that's their album, I would say, no, that's a compilation. That's not necessarily an album, it's a compilation. Mm -hmm. uh, I liked, I wanna hear you, if I buy a Drea album, I wanna hear Drea. Yeah. You know, I don't want to hear Joel Blow from Kokomo, you know, yeah. I want to hear Drea. And I think I, I encourage you to do that and continue to do that. And then, you know what, when your shit continues to to go up, people hit you up for a, 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 um, a feature. Guess what? The price just went up. You know, my shit is on fire right mm -hmm. now, you know, and that's what we're doing also with the artist that I'm working with right now, Mr. D, that uh, um, he's, he's got a great buzz right now. We're going to be dropping his videos in June. I'll, I'll give the date eventually, and we're going to premiere here. And uh, I'm producing this record as of right now, no features. Uh, I still believe that there are rappers out there that could pull their own weight. Right. I believe you can pull your own weight. So. Thank you. I appreciate you know. that. And that's what I'm going to continue to try to do. Yeah. Just keep building myself more and more. Okay. Uh, tell us about the show you had yesterday. Oh, man, that show was dope. I... It was the first time I performed in a long time because of, you know, COVID and everything. Right. So I feel like I had a lot of adrenaline that I needed to let out on, you know, just being in a uh, position like that, situation like that, environment like that. It was actually the first, like, dog show that I've ever been to. There was a lot of people there, a lot of venues and stuff. And I feel like I killed. I had all my team go out there. Everybody was rocking my merch. It was just, like, well done. And when you say dog show, you're not, like, talking about, like, men. You're talking about, like, real dogs. <laughs> I'm talking about real dogs, yeah, on leashes. <laughs> okay. Well, there was some there, too, though, right? So. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so so uh, you had a great response? Oh, yeah. The crowd loved it. The crowd loved, like, all the songs that I was playing. And then my team was there, and I feel like they made it, like, ten times better than just me being out there alone and getting them hyped up. They and, did a good job. Where, where was this show at? It was in Tulare. Okay. Yeah, okay, that's cool. And uh, uh, you have anything else lined up, or uh, are you open for pe promoters to hit you up, or, or are you releasing your album first, or your single first, or are you accepting shows as they come? Um, I feel like we're kind of just accepting shows as they come right now. Um, I'm working more on singles rather than an album because, like I said, I want to get more visuals and more content out that way. Okay. And then once I'm my numbers are where I want them to be, then that's when I'm going to start dropping albums. Okay. Do, do you feel that you've dropped uh, your hottest song out yet, or do you feel that it's, or you feel every song is hot? I feel like every song that I drop, it just gets better and better, and I feel like I'm always going to be continuing to um, to grow in my craft and learning you know what what more i can do with my sound and lyrics and just getting better in that way okay now um me listening to your stuff i really really liked it it was funny because uh i think you met bella and erica her manager yeah and uh if they're listening let me say this when i came across your video of uh, that one song i showed it to them it, they hadn't heard of you yet. And it was funny because Bella was really, really digging it. She was like, wow, 
you know, she's good. She's going to go, yeah, I'm trying to get her on the show. And then the crazy thing is, like, uh, I was talking to uh, Rob, your manager. It didn't happen. Then Erica comes up to me and goes, hey, how come you never booked Drea? And I was like, I can't get a hold of her, you know? <laughs> oh, she was just here not so long ago. And then that's when she kind of plugged us in. But it was, yeah. I liked the way it worked out. It worked out perfect. Yeah. So uh, now let's talk about producers. Do you choose your producers? Do people submit submit beats? Does your manager produce? Like, who who are these producers that you are working with? Um, so right now, I've been getting a lot of my beats like online off of BeatStars and stuff like that. I do get uh, producers that send me beats and everything, but I feel like I'm very picky when it comes to my beats. So yeah. I'll sit there for you know a good amount of time and just listen to beats and listen to beats. And I feel like once that one hits, like, and I'm I'm just like sitting there listening to it and I'm like, this is the one like this. It just starts coming to me and I, you know, I start writing and I feel like that's how I get my beats done. Okay. Now do you, I'm going to ask you a question that some people don't like to be asked, but I already asked you and you said, I can ask you whatever. Mm -hmm. Do you write your own stuff? I do. Yeah. Was it hard for you to write your own stuff? It can be. It's like, I want to say it's like an author writing a book. You're just sitting there and have to think of ideas and, have to think of how you want to tell your story in a way. Um, but I will, like I said, I've always been good at poetry, so I'm pretty good at it. Okay. Now, uh, I'm going to uh, twist your arm right here and ask you a question. Out of all the songs you've done so far and you have out, mm -hmm. which one is your favorite if you had to choose one? If I had to choose one, um, I'm going to have to say Swerving Them. Swerving them. Swerving them, yeah. Okay, so you guys can look that up on YouTube. Yeah. Okay, them. is that on all platforms as well? Um, it's not, not yet. Okay. So mm -hmm. Now I'm gonna ask your manager really quick. Mm -hmm. What's your number one favorite song of hers? If you had to choose one. Backseat. <laughs> Backseat. Everybody loves that one. Backseat's like the one for everybody. Okay. So now, you guys go check that out too. Now Backseat, they, they can kind of fill in the blanks on what that about. Or can you tell us what's it about? It's being turned up in the backseat and not getting a DUI. Oh, okay. Oh, you know what? I think I might have seen that one. Is that the one where you're like with some girls drinking? Yeah, outside? in the backseat. That's yeah. It. Yeah. No, yeah, that's I, I, the one. It was shot at night, if I'm correct. Yeah. That's the one. Mm -hmm. did, did you shoot that one? So, so does your manager shoot all your videos? He does. Okay, that'll work. He's uh, what he does. Do you like his work? And I love it. I, I won't tell him. He, if he, no, he, he amazes me, man. He'll send me my shit back, and I'm like, how do you do this? That, we were just talking about that. We were having that conversation in the car. I'm like, it's crazy how you can just do all that and put it together. And so quick, too, you yeah, know? Yeah, And yeah. then just make it pop. Um, if it, it doesn't matter if they're alive or deceased. If you had, I'll give you three artists that if you can collab with and do a song with, not necessarily all together, but like if I could do a song with this one and this one and this one, who would they be? Alive or deceased? I want to say for sure Nikki. Okay. Wiz Khalifa and A Boogie. A okay. Boogie with the hoodie. Not the baby? I honestly don't really care for him. I mean, there's, I like his music and stuff, right. but I, not really. It's not something that will fit your style if you no. want? Okay. All right. Uh, now, West Coast artist, your top five West Coast artist. For sure, Mac Dre. Okay, Mac Dre. Mac Dre. Um, let me see. That's hard, man. You're really twisting my arm because I can't even choose. There's just so many different artists. 
at least give me two more at least see I, i'm trying to we're trying to get we're trying to get a picture of what you really dig in music you know like what you know like for an example somebody said one time spice one and that shocked me even though he's from the bay area but i've never heard anybody on that on the show say spice one i usually ask people what type of music did you grow up with they'll say well my mom played uh you know rancheras my dad will play rock mm -hmm. one guy came in here oh my dad raised me on sugar free yeah. so it always blows my mind people's answers so mac dre give me at least two more i would say too short okay I grew up off of Too Short. Um, let me see. I don't know. It's a hard one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, now, in Fresno, I asked you, is there any other females coming up rapping that, that you know of? Not at the moment. No. No? Uh-uh. So it's almost, a, is it fair enough to say that right now out of Fresno, when it comes when it pertains to women rapping that you are the face of women rapping in uh, prison? Yeah, I would say. Yeah? Yeah. And I think the other guy we talked about being uh, uh, would be Wicks? Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's cool. That's cool. Well, I can't wait to interview him as well and ask some questions about you if he knows who you are. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. He'll be like, oh, yeah, she wanted to date me a long time ago. <laughs> no, we're definitely going to have to get some work in, man. He's dope. He's, he's doing his thing, so. Yeah, he is. It. He's a hustler. Now, let me ask you this. You, you've come to L.A. a lot, mm -hmm. but do you ever want to move out of Fresno and move out here? Or do you like where you live? Um, I, I like where I live. I like LA too, but it's a very busy city. I don't like the traffic and stuff like that. I'm more of like, like a ranch type of person. Like I'd want to want to live on a ranch, you know, with farm animals and stuff like that. Like not so near the city, but at the same time, not so far. Okay. Okay. I guess you're used to it. That's why. See, yeah. to me, I'd want to commit suicide living out there in a ranch. I would be like, I can't be riding a horse and chasing chickens and <laughs> smelling cow pee. You know? <laughs> I can't do that. I, I'm. I, I'd rather listen to the Ghetto Bird, like right now. Yeah. Because I know they're looking. At, see, to me, that puts me to sleep. I, I can literally fall asleep to shit like that. Because that's what I'm. You know, sirens and police cars and you know, mm -hmm. and all that shit. But uh, now, so 2021, you got a new single dropping soon with the visual, uh, uh, and anything, any EP dropping before the year is over. Uh, I'm gonna work on it. Yeah, okay. I think so. I want to get an EP done, but like I said, I'm still building my content and making sure I have enough visuals out there. Okay. Now you said that you get the majority of your beats online. Uh, um, are you willing to accept beats from producers that po are possibly listening to you, listening right now, and hit you up on a professional level and say, "Hey, listen, I got some beats. I want to submit to you." Are you willing to? Oh yeah, for sure. I'm always open to new beats and new. Like, producers and stuff like that i want to you know eventually collab with a producer that we can work uh, together with full term and right you know make something happen that way okay um other than that anything i didn't ask you or anything you want to promote or anything you want to push uh because we're coming to the end of our interview go ahead and uh you know i just want to you know, give a shout out to Bella and Erica for giving me an opportunity to, to meet you, first of all. And, you know, you giving me this opportunity to be here. Shout out Money Grip. You know, we're out here putting our work in and doing what we can for the fans. And shout out to everybody that's listening right now. Follow me, Drea559. About to drop new visuals, new music, all that good stuff. So, Okay, now this, uh, this question is pretty much self-explanatory and I probably already know the answer. But I have to ask just for the public's sake, Drea, where does that name come from? Uh, well, my full name's Andrea. Right. Yeah. 
Right. So um, I was just always called Dre growing up. Drea, Dre for short, and then I added the H at the end eventually. And oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I knew that, but I have to ask, because people, if I don't ask somebody, you know, uh, ask them why did, why did they call them this? Self-explanatory talks about, it's their name. But I have to ask, because a lot of people would, wouldn't leave me alone. And ask her this, ask her. Okay, there it is there, yeah. Andrea. Okay, um, uh, there was one last thing that I was gonna ask you, but uh, well, if it comes back, I'll it. Any shout outs? Take your time or just shout out to everybody that's been supporting me. Shout out to my family, my team. If it wasn't for them, you know, none of this would be possible without yeah. my support. Shout out to my mom. My mom's always been there for me 100 and she will always continue to be there for me. And just shout out to the adventures and experiences yeah. and all that good stuff, you know. Awesome. Last time your mom was here, I met her. Yeah. You know, I'm you know what? And I love seeing that. And also let me mention your team because Without a good team, I'll be honest with you, it's almost impossible to win. Mm -hmm. You have to have a good team, people that uh, not only see your vision, follow your vision, believe in the vision, right. on, on, on what direction Drea's gonna be going. Yeah. So you know what, whatever we can do here to help you promote or to reach that next level, we wanna do it here at Rodeo Radio. And first and foremost, we wanna thank you for coming here and blessing us with the interview. It's been a long time coming. I'm glad we got in contact. You always have an open door here. I wish you nothing but the best. Only thing I ask you is that when you blow the hell up, come back and give us another interview. And number two, when somebody whom asks you for help, if you can, just open the door for them as well. Right. And that's it. Yeah, I'll always be open to that. Other than that, thank you, Drea. Thank you. Thank you, Robert Money Grip. And guess what, folks? They got to drive back to Fresno. That's crazy. What's that drive? Four and a half? Four hours. Four hours, yeah. Man, I truly appreciate you guys. I truly. And they showed up on time. It's you local bastards that always show up late. <laughs> so, okay, everybody. Uh, you know what? I have to announce that uh, Chukul Z just walked in the motherfucking building. Yes, so, sir. we'll be back. Um, everybody. So, once again, call somebody, text somebody, slap the shit out of somebody, let them know that Dr. Drea is in the building. And we'll be back. Ten minutes. Welcome back, everybody, to Rodian Radio, episode 161. And let me make this announcement. I just learned that uh, this was a Rodian Radio exclusive, that Drea, this was her first interview. She didn't tell me that. So I just want to uh, show much love, much respect to Drea for giving Rodian Radio her first interview ever. So thank you. But with that being said, we're going to go ahead and jump right into it with my interviewer, my very special guest, all the way from the Bay Area, Chukul Z. Yes, sir. How you doing? Good, man. Just here. You know, how about you? You know what, man? I could tell you're very excited. Yes, I am really excited. I, I, I knew about when I talked to you on the phone. Mm -hmm. You know, let, let me tell the public how you got here, okay? Mm -hmm. I put up a post and I said, tag anybody that you want to see on Rodian Radio. And the response was overwhelming. You got requested the most out of all those comments. I think there was like over 180, almost 200 comments. I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. And there was a I lot of people, Chukul Z, Chukul Z, Chukul Z. And I'll be honest with you, I had never heard of you up mm -hmm. to that point. But I know I, I, I went to your page and then I, I saw your um, the link to your YouTube. And I went to YouTube. I started listening to songs. And I, I, was, I thought to myself, this guy's 22 years old, <laughs> you know? And then 
you come here and I asked you how old you were, and you said? 17. You said, I just turned 17. I just turned 17, yes. Wow. That's crazy, dude. But I'm glad you're here. Yes, sir. You know, now, you, know. now, you were born in 04, huh? Yes, in 04. Okay. The reason why I asked that is because I saw your cell phone, and you have a Game Boy cover. Yes. And I asked you, uh, you weren't born when Game Boy was out. You go, no. No. But I still had it. Mm-hmm. But you still had it. Okay, now, I, I bet you when you were a kid and you were playing with Game Boy, you were thinking, that's old school right there, huh? Hell yeah. Was, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's old school right there. You know what I'm saying? So, so uh, you, you play a lot of video games, man? Uh, Growing honestly, up? I don't. I, honestly, I, I didn't. Um, I was into skateboarding for a while. So uh, I, for the longest time, I wanted to be a skateboarder. Um, so I used to play a lot of skateboarding games uh-huh. and stuff. But uh, other than that, I really wasn't into playing games. I was into music, breakdancing and stuff like that. Breakdancing too? Yeah, pop locking, yeah. No shit. Yeah. Were, were you any good? Be honest. I was I, I was all right. I used, to, I used to go against people. We, man. Middle school days. Oh, yeah? Reals, yeah. I used to be in the crew mm-hmm. and stuff. And um, actually, my mom has a, a, a CD where they uh, video recorded me. And they put it on CD, and it was with my crew and stuff. Yeah, I used to be, I used to be fit back then. But then quarantine hit. You, know you got all gordo, huh? Yeah, I got all gordo. <laughs> everything. Okay. okay, now let me ask you this. Uh, because I, I asked Drea this. And to me, okay, I didn't ask Dre her age. I try to respectfully not ask women there, but she said, you can ask me whatever. Mm-hmm. But I still didn't. But I'm going to, uh, so you say you were 17. Yes, sir. Uh, I want to ask you, what does a 17-year-old watch on TV, man? When you have time, or do you watch TV, Netflix, movies, whatever? No. I don't watch, no. I don't even watch TV like that. I'm just in my music. Really? Stuff. That's just me every day. <laughs> okay. The, the reason why I asked that question is because as a kid, we had maybe from channel two to channel 13, mm-hmm. channel two, channel four, maybe channel seven, channel nine, 11, and 13. Uh-huh. We only had so many channels. We were our own remote control. We had to go up and change the channel. Yeah, all right. you, we, uh, me too, you know. <laughs> at a point. Okay. Yeah. So now, I, but back then we loved watching TV. I loved watching TV, mm-hmm. but a lot of times when my mom didn't want me inside the house, go outside and play. So 80% of the time, go outside and play. As soon as the street lights go on, we bring our ass back home. Yeah. Okay. But I came from a generation where we watched TV. We couldn't wait for The Wizard of Oz to play once every year. Mm-hmm. For Charlie Brown, you know, and, and the, the, the Halloween one, mm-hmm. you know, to come around every year. And today, when I interview people, mo- most guys tell me all my kids watch is YouTube. Like, that's their TV. Yeah. Do, you do, do you YouTube? Do I do YouTube or do I watch YouTube? Like, like do you watch YouTube like... Here and there, here and there, not much, because I'm always putting out content on YouTube. That's why I think I don't I don't watch YouTube uh-huh. and stuff like that. But um, no, rarely, rarely. And when I do, it's, it usually has to do with music. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, where originally are you from? I'm from Hollister, California. I, I come all the way from out there. But uh, I was, I, I want to say, I was mostly raised in Sacramento, though. Okay. In, in South Sacramento. And um, I was back and forth a lot, you know, with my grandparents, with my grandpa and uh-huh. stuff. But, um, I mean, I, I'm staying in Sacramento right now. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Okay, that'll work. Now, how was the drive coming over here? How long was it? <laughs> Man, uh, what, like six hours? Yeah, like six hours. Six hours. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm already getting used to it because uh, I come here. 
not constantly, but I come, I do come here, you know, once in a while, you know, uh, see the for a music video shoot because uh, I'm I'm surprised. Me being from, you know, from uh, Northern California, a lot of people actually like my music down here, you know? And it's not, you know, with that, uh, with the gang banging and stuff like that. Because I do get asked that a lot constantly. Oh, where you from? This and that. And um, I just do it strictly for Raza, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's nobody putting us on like that. And uh, I really want to uh, start putting on people like that. I'm in my own platform. Like a platform. I made a little record label. It's called Ponte Trucha Records. And um, I'm just getting people out there with uh, with the original sound. I don't really do none of that new stuff. You know what I'm saying? Now, now let me ask you this. Uh, before we get into that question about the new stuff and what is it about the new stuff that you possibly just don't like, what type of music would you say you were raised with, uh, you know, being raised with your mom or your grandparents? Oldies and funk. Oldies and funk. Oldies and funk, um, mariachi, but like, like Vicente from back then or like... Um, Elio Durka, you know, or, um, damn, who else? Uh, Celso Peña, you know, Cumbia. I, I, I've always, I've always, uh, had a lot of different tastes in music and stuff uh -huh. like that. Um, but what I was hooked, I was hooked on the 80s sound. And oh, stuff. wow. So, yeah. What, what, what is it about the 80s sound that you don't find, I guess, in today's music? Because I look at, I look at your age and I automatically think, you're a Drake guy, you know, like, because that's what's popping today. Yeah. You know, the Nicki Minaj, uh, you yeah. know, the, the Cardi B stuff. Mm -hmm. But you say that you're more attracted to, as far as the music is concerned, to the 80s sound. Yeah, back then, just just older music in general. Um, I don't, I do a lot of sample. I produce everything myself. Really? You know, so uh, I just, I, I look more for the, it's just the Bay Area sound. To me, that's the Bay Area sound, the, the um the claps you know the eight oh eights the the hi hats and stuff like that to me that's just the Bay Area sound. Okay. So that's why I'm so hooked to it. Now now when you say the Bay Area sound, are you specifically talking about the hi fi sound? No. Or are you, okay. No, I'm not. No, I'm uh, I'm familiar with it, but like I'm not. I don't really do nothing. I'm more of a '90s. More of my uh, I stay more original. You know. What I'm okay. Saying? Who who would you say from the Bay Area was a major influence on the way you produce today or possibly even the way you rap today? RBO Posse. RBO Posse, uh IMP, Budweiser, uh man, so so much, honestly. Um Might be a dumb question, but too short fan? Yeah, too short, yes, of course. Okay. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Too short. Um Damn, there's even there's even people out from Sacramento back then in the nineties that that the you know the bay area they influenced them you know what i'm saying like SIBO or like uh x-rated to me i feel like that's just that's what it sounds like the bay area sound you know what i'm saying so yeah it, it has influenced influenced very much in uh, music culture which is today now okay okay your top five all-time west coast artists they don't necessarily have to be from the Bay. If they are, then that's fine. But just in, in general, the general West Coast. West Coast. Um, damn. <laughs> that, that, and, and they don't have to be. In honestly, a, West Coast. If we really want to take it back, I think uh, like Darku Familia. They to me, they started Chicano rap. They've been out since the eighties. You know what I'm saying? Okay, and say that a little bit closer to the mic so that Darku Familia. You know, like uh, like. Sir Dino and them, you know, okay. I, he actually was in an interview here twice. Yeah, twice. And um, <clears throat> to me, just that's that's kind of what basically started us off, you know. So that's one. The whole uh, label, um, 
I look up to uh, Kid Frost a lot. Okay. Uh, Kid Frost. Uh, damn. It's so much to choose from. I Budweiser from, uh, he's from Frisco. Um, damn, I don't know. Uh, there's these dudes from Fresno. I don't remember, but they're, they're straight, straight witty, you know. But uh, them too. And um, Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre, okay. big influence. The dudes from Fresno, you don't remember the, the no, group No, I don't name? remember the name. I don't remember the name. But they had a song called... Uh, Another day in life. That's what it's called. Another day in life. But different Fresno. Okay. And stuff. But yeah. Okay. Maybe you're during the break. You can Google it. And yeah, it yeah. yeah. And Dr. Dre. What is it about Dr. Dre? Obviously, what is there not to like oh, about Dr. Dre? Man, without Dr. Dre, there this man, Dr. Dre, though the sound and just um, yeah. he took it to a whole different level. The Chronic. Right. I'm telling. The Chronic really changed the whole game. Of course. Yes. The Chronic. Um, See for me, it was Easy E and W A that changed. Yeah, even though it's still him, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, they they're the ones that brought gangster rap. But right. like, if we really talking about like really changed the sound, bringing the melodic and stuff like that, the funk, you know, uh, Roger and Zap and stuff like that. Yeah, Dre, Dre, and producing. I want to work with him one day. You know, <laughs> Just dope. But yeah. Hey, you know what? Uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna ask you something about Dark Room Familia. How old were you when you got introduced to their music? I was really young. I'll tell you that. I, man, the first song I listened to was uh, Cruise All Night. I was eight. I'll never forget this. I was eight. And um, at that time, I, all I was listening to was Eminem. That was who really inspired me, you know, Eminem. Um, that's what got me into rapping. But um, when I started, no, because I already knew about, you know, about like Aquid like a little rob and stuff like that or or even like just rappers from up here like i already knew about imp and stuff like that um but when i first got introduced i remember it was it was on uh christmas eve and um i don't remember who was playing it but i asked i was like uh who's that dark room familia and i'm all like oh, okay okay so then I kind of took it into my own hands and like I kind of just started listening, you know, to them on my own. And that's really what got me into my roots. Like, OK, like I, I'd rather take it back, you know, keep it original than to uh, start being like these other rappers. Because, you know, I just I just never grew up on that. I was just more right. on the old sound. What, what, like what do you think it was about the reason why I asked you about Dark Room and Sir Dino is because um, I have something in the works with Sir Dino. Mm -hmm. Uh, with him coming back, mm -hmm. but we have somewhat of a different slash surprise interview that we're going to be announcing if things go according to plan. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but what what do you think it was about them that really stood out to you that you said, okay, I, this I dig this Chicano slang, Chicano just original raza, uh, Spanglish. That's yeah. that calls my attention. I rap, uh, I rap Spanglish a lot, you know, and I and um. You know, I'm not really good of a freestyler and stuff like that. But when I do, I try to mix it in. You know, I just keep it to the roots, keep, you know, back to basics, the original, you know. And that's that's really what stood out to me. And um, the uh, the beats is just dark, just dark music to me. And I and I and I like that. And, and you know, if you know Eminem, if you heard his music before, he he does a lot of dark music, too. Yeah. You know, and uh, that's really what caught my attention. But. 
Um, other than that, yeah. Chicano slang, all that. Okay. Now, now let me ask you this. Uh, do you at all listen or are you a fan of West, I mean, uh, East Coast rap? Yes. Okay. Um, most, most definitely I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Nas. Okay. Yeah, Nas. I, I looked up to Nas too. Biggie. Biggie, man. Biggie, um, uh, what's his name? Um, he did a song with Biggie, Flavor in Your Ear. Uh huh. Are you talking about uh, a Craig Mack? Yeah, Craig Mack. Rest in uh, peace. Yeah, rest in peace, Craig Mack. Craig, uh, Craig Mack. To me, I thought DMX was East Coast at a, at a yeah. point. Yeah, DMX. Another to, another uh, amazing artist. Rest in peace, DMX. Yes, DMX. Yes, uh, Roxanne Shante. I, oh, I listened to her music too. Really? Yes, she's from the eighties, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I know so much, man. <laughs> I know so much that I'd be forgetting that I know. You know, but yeah, uh, Roxanne Shante. Did you ever see her movie? I think it was on Netflix. Yes, I did. I seen it not so long ago. I seen it last month. I, I mean, that was pretty good. Huh? It was cool. It could have been better, you yeah. know. But um, there are some things that, to me, they forgot. You know, like the whole. Uh, I don't know if you know uh, the bridge is over. Yeah. Uh, the whole beef between that. I yeah. feel like that should have been in it too a little bit Shit, more. Well, they, they, they should just make a movie about that. Hell yeah. MC Shan and uh, KRS One. The Nas, uh, the Nas interview. I, I watch a lot of uh, documentaries and interviews from the nineties and stuff. And uh, well, from today, but that are based in nineties and stuff. But I, I watch a lot of that and uh, and the Nas Illmatic. Uh, that's what it was called. They were explaining about the whole beef, and to me, I, I was like, damn, like. People was really out there getting killed. Just like the whole West Coast, East Coast uh, beef, too. You know, with right. uh, Pac and Biggie. So, yeah, <clears throat> there's a lot of that stuff still going on. You, too, you know, uh, I'm going to say this. I grew up on all East Coast rap because that's all that was out at that time. We're yeah, talking about that's 80s. what was popping. Right. Yeah. yeah. Then we had Ice-T, you know. Mm -hmm. he, I, I remember the first song that I ever heard from him was a song called Cold Wind Madness. And then I heard him on the Breaking movie. And mm -hmm. then he came out with, you know, his first solo album. And then he came out with the Power album. And then with Yes. I was always a fan of Ice-T, but all it was... Trickling all from the East Coast, mm -hmm. you know, the Run yes. DMC, the Fat Boys, yes. Salt and Pepper, Roxanne Shantae, mm -hmm. the real Roxanne, etc. Mm -hmm. But I, as a kid, I always wanted to go to New York. Mm -hmm. When I finally went there, uh, I mean, not only do I love East Coast rap, but my heart is here in the West Coast. But I love all rap in general. Mm -hmm. But of course, if I'm going to choose West Coast as my shit, mm -hmm. okay, we have our own sound. But uh, one thing I always encourage people that love, that truly love hip hop, the culture. You know, when I say hip hop, the culture was emceeing, DJing, graffiti, graffiti. dancing, mm -hmm. or popping, breaking. Yep. Whatever. If you love the culture, you need to go to New York. Yes. Because that's where it all started. Yeah, that's where it all started. Yep. That's where it all started. And I, I, I actually do want to go to New York. I've, I've always dreamed of just going there and stuff because I know, uh, like I said, what I love doing, that's where it started, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, like you said, the, the sound is it's different. It's yeah. way different. It's more, uh, it's more synth over here, more funk. More, yeah. you know, over there's more breaks. Yeah, you know, you're right. Stuff like that. What we call the boom bap. Yeah, the boom bap. Yeah, and I, for a minute, I was stuck on boom bap. Since I was a little kid, I was, I was really stuck. But I try to always mix it in, with like the West Coast sound. You know, um, and and that's a good formula right there. Yeah, yeah. I've I've always tried to um, just mix different things. That's just. Uh -huh. That's just how it was. I rare music like nobody has ever heard of. You know what I'm saying? Like it could be music from like Africa or like uh, Japan or just from back then. Right. And well, just sample. Music is a universal language. You know, it really is. You, you you don't necessarily have to even understand sometimes the the music. I mean, the lyrics at times because 
uh, I, I had I I know people from Mexico that used to bump our music out there. They didn't mm -hmm. they didn't speak English. They didn't, mm -hmm. but they just loved it. Mm -hmm. You know. Now let me ask you this: um, Are you probably silly question, but I'll, I have to ask: mm -hmm. Are you a fan of Chicano rap? Oh man. <laughs> I'm I'm in that category. Okay, yeah. I, I have to ask that because, believe it or not, I've sat here, talked to people, mm -hmm. and they'll talk Chicano Chicano rap, and then I'll ask them, "Do you consider yourself a Chicano rapper?" And then they'll say, "No." Yeah. So well, it, I have to ask because I I'm trying to find out. Well, usually the reason why people um they think Chicano rap is game banging music, okay, you know, and uh, not knowing, you know, like um, that's not Chicano rap. Chicano rap is just, you know, keeping it to your roots. That's what I've always looked at it. And, and that was my next question. What is Chicano rap? And you just answered it. Yeah, keeping it to your roots. Just keeping it original. To me, honestly, you you can't mix Chicano rap with uh, music from today. I just that's that's not Chicano rap. To me, that's not. That's just no. But when I when I think of Chicano rap, I think of the Dark Room or like Kid Frost or. Um, Damn, uh, from Sacramento, uh, Brown Committee, Ruthless. Um, there's so many. Uh, Private Party. You know, I know, I know a lot of Chicano rappers, and they don't, they don't gangbang. But that when you hear Chicano rap, they they think gangbang because you know Brownside and stuff like that. Or like you come um, to Northern California, you think Woody and stuff like that. And uh, that's that's really what kind of. Um, made Chicano rap fall, you know, the whole, the, go, the game banging scene and stuff like that. Cause, uh, you know, it's, it, it's a, it's a, um, it's a touchy topic, you know, it to is. speak about and stuff. It is. But, um, I focus more on the unity side and, um, I think we should keep it like that cause we keep knocking each other down and we're not going nowhere, you know? Right. So, um, that's why I try to create this, you know, platform for, you know, all of us could get on and they right. don't gotta always be about game banging. You know? Right. See, and somebody, I've had people, I like to ask this question because I always find out different answers. People have their own opinions. Some people will say Chicano rap is gangbanging music. Mm -hmm. You know, they'll say the total opposite. And I like to hear both, especially since I'm filming the Chicano rap documentary. Mm -hmm. I like to hear both point of views. Some people say yes, it is. Some people will say no. Okay. So now let me ask you this. And I know you already named some groups. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad you're schooling us on some of those groups because I'm sure some of these listeners have probably never heard of some of those artists or probably have. And you're just kind of giving these, these people uh, uh, a little bit of exposure of uh, who they should listen to, like what you just said from... Um, Sacramento? Yes. Uh, Private Party, uh, Brown Committee Roof. Yes. Yeah. Okay, now let me ask you this. If I had to ask you to name your top five, it doesn't matter from what era. Mm -hmm. It could be t from today or from when Chicano rap started. Mm -hmm. um, your top five Chicano rappers. <clears throat> and, and they don't have to be in a row like this is my number one. Just give me five. Hmm. Man, that's that's hard. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. That's hard. I've never been asked that, actually. Well, pretend I'm writing an article for the LA Times and mm -hmm. I say, you know, this is, you know, Chuko Z's top five Chicano rap artists. Mm hmm. And and I have to write five, so you got to give me five. First and foremost, Dark Room. Okay, first that will forever be on okay. top to me. They they are what start this. That's they're what started us. There's just different time areas, you know, different areas, you know, uh -huh. that, you know. 
But um, them, they go Kid Frost for sure. Okay, he changed the scene. Uh, uh, SPM. I, I love SPM personally. I like SPM. You know, free SPM though. You know what I'm saying? But, okay. Um, now you know by you saying that you have people on one side. Yes, I already know. Okay, I already know. I already know how it is. I know how it be. I've already been in this conversation many times. <laughs> you know, but um, yeah. Um, SPM third, uh, fourth. <clears throat> My group, actually, okay. my record label, they, they're all my favorite. I, I, everybody's so unique in, in what they do. You know, shout out to Ponte Trucha, you know what I'm saying? Um, okay, and, so that's four. Yeah, that's four. And uh, last but not least, man, that's hard, man. I ain't gonna are, are you a fan of Proper Dose? Yes. Oh, I love Proper Dose. Yeah. Mexican and all them. Um, yeah, Proper Dose. Actually, they, they go on my fist. Okay, fit. All right, yeah. that'll work. Uh, um, now, some people have asked me this question. Uh, well, I'm sorry, I have asked people this question, and this is what the public say. I've asked people, who do you think is the face of Chicano rap? And I'll tell you. Now, when I say the face of, so when you, if I were to say, uh, when you think of boxing, who's the first boxer that pops into your mind? Canelo. Okay, Canelo. Mm -hmm. Okay, when I say baseball, who is the first person that pops into your mind? Beirut. See, my, that's the same thing with me. Yeah. If I would say basketball, you would either most likely say Michael Jordan, Jordan. or Kobe. Kobe. Yeah. Okay, so when I say who is the face that you're going to rap, who is the first person that pops into your mind? Man. <laughs> now, before you give me your answer... Let me tell you what the public has said, okay? Mm -hmm. Via email, via DM, via inbox on social media. So, some people have said, I think there's six, and this is not like in a row or from one to, mm -hmm. it's just random. People say Little Rob. Yeah, Little people Rob. have said Brownside, you know, Toker. Yeah, Brownside. People have said Conejo. Yeah, Conejo. People have said King Little G, uh, Frost. Um, uh, and and it's, here's the crazy part. They'll mention all these, and then Frost will probably be like last. Like, but we're talking about people that live out here, okay? And, and there was one more. Um, I said Little Rob. Oh, yeah, Proper Dos. Proper Dos, yeah. Okay, so those six. Okay, once again, Proper Dos. Mm -hmm. We said Frost, King Little G, Conejo. Um, I, God, I forgot what I just... Man, I uh, oh, Brownside. Yeah, Brownside. Brownside, and then what was my first one? I forgot. Um... But Little Rob. Yeah, oh yeah, Little Rob. Little Rob. Yeah. Okay, so now, do any of those, did any of those pop into your mind when I said who was the face of Chicano rap? Honestly, no. Okay, so now I ask you, in your opinion, you know, uh, uh, what, who is the face of Chicano rap? When you, when somebody says Chicano rap, who was the first person that popped into your mind? Sir Dino. Sir Dino? Yeah, they've been around since 88. Okay. Yes, yeah, 87, 88. So, to me, I think, Okay, Chicano rap, like, I'm thinking first, you know, the very first Chicanos to, you know, to start rapping, you know, Spanish, English. That's that's what I think. Right. You know, Sir Dino, he's been around since the 80s. Okay. You no, know, not a lot of people know that, but they, right. they've been out. They've been out for a very long time. Did, did you ever hear his interviews that I did with him? Yeah, I actually have. Um, actually, that interview is what made me want to get on here. Really? Yeah. 
Okay. I didn't think, honest, like I said, it's a touchy, it's a uh, touchy subject. You know what I'm saying? I didn't think I was gonna get on here because you know where I'm from and uh-huh. stuff like that. And uh, a lot of people do talk shit about it, you know. And I try to not pay no mind to it, you know. But it's there. Now, I, I want to say this for the fans' sake. Did you reach out to me or did I reach out to you? You reached out to me. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. To me, I try to put all that shit aside. Mm-hmm. To me, you're a rasa. I don't care where you live. Mm-hmm. You're an artist, and I want to promote you as an artist. Yes, sir. And that's where we're at. And that's how it should be. Exactly. That's how it should be. Now, uh, have you ever met Sir Dino? Have I ever met No. No? I've never met him, but... Um, uh, I would love to, actually, um, just you know, a run through of back then, you know, uh-huh. sit have like a like a sit down. I would love to with with the whole record label, actually, you know, because uh, they all came up with him too, right? You know, and they really did change the the game, you know, mm-hmm. which is Chicano rap up there now, right? You know, but um, it's mostly everybody trying to. Uh, Switch styles and stuff, but I always I've always kept it original. So yeah. Okay. Now, are you a fan? And I know you somewhat mentioned this. Are you a fan of today's music? That mm-hmm. stuff that either's on the radio or this trap, this whole trap thing. Honestly, no. I've well, never been, and um, I don't think I ever will. What, what What do you think about it? Well, what is it about it that you just you don't care about? You know, like what is it? Speaking the same stuff, saying you know. Uh, and popping pills, you know what I'm saying? I I have a problem with that, you know the the popping pill shit. Cause uh, not so long ago I had a I had a um, not really my but it was somebody I knew. You know he 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 died off, uh, you know pills and stuff. He overdosed, and uh, my best friend died off uh, pills too. He overdosed too. So a lot of people talk about oh yeah pop pop this pop that. You know what I'm saying? And just doing hardcore drugs. You know me, I just. I stick to my weed, man. You know, yeah, and stuff. But um, yeah, I don't like that. The, the, has any any artist from out here, the LA area, ever reached out to you for a collab? Plenty, many actually. I'm I'm really surprised. That's what that's that's the that's what keeps me like going. Like, there's people. It's not just out here either. There's people like in New Zealand wanting to work with me. There's people in like Mexico wanting to work with me. And stuff. Even in the UK, I've already been on the radio in UK. Really? Yeah. And uh, I, I constantly, um, my Gmails, they get filled. Hey, I want you to hop on this. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. But um, I don't know. I just, I really, I really um, never paid mind to it. Like I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I I'm not, I'm not ungrateful. I'm, I'm grateful for, you know, for everything. But um, yeah. I just prefer to do it on my own. Okay. You know? Okay. Well, we're going to talk about that when we come back, and we're going to talk about where the name Chukuzi came from. Oh, yeah. Okay, when we come back. So we're going to take a 10-minute break, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll be right back. So, okay, everybody, episode 161 with Chukuzi, Andrea, and the motherfucking building. So we'll be back in 10 minutes. Don't fuck around. Come back. Welcome back, everybody, to Rodian Radio, episode 161. And we're back here with Chukuzi from the Bay Area. Yes, sir. So, and where exactly from the Bay Area again? For Hollister, those that are California, Hollister, California. Yes, sir. Okay, just for those that are, might be just tuning in and wondering who yeah. is this guy. <laughs> so, all good, man. So, you know what? Let's pick up right where we left off. We were talking about your name, Chukuzi. What inspired that, or why Chukuzi? Um. Okay, so when I when I used to um, be in Hollister with my grandpa, 
We used to stay at my uh, my great grandpa's, uh, you know, at his pad and stuff. And uh, there used to be this, there used to be this one friend I had. He used to live literally in that. It was a cul-de-sac that we used to live in. Right. So, um, man, I man, and I remember I had just got my first skateboard, like my first like actual skateboard, and um, it was around my birthday. So I think I was turning twelve or eleven. I, I'm not. I don't. I'm not remember. I'm not sure. But one of those. And um, he just see me come out with my um, with my pants just creased. I, I was wearing some Ben Davis at that time. Uh huh. And uh, they were just creased from the middle because uh, that day, my grandpa, uh, my great grandpa, was like, "Why, why, why you wear your pants like that? Why are they not creased?" And he 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 used to like tell me like, "Hey, you got to crease your pants," you know. So I, I remember I did him that day and he was like, and his dad, my friend's dad came out. He was like, he was an OG from the from that block and stuff. He was like, why, why are you coming out here looking like a pachuco and stuff like that? And I'm all like, what's that? So there he started explaining <laughs> and stuff. So just from there, um, that's where I got the name, Chuco. Okay. And stuff. Yeah. So you just took the bar off. Yeah. Okay. The bar off. Yeah. And now why Z? Z. My last name Zapata. Okay. Yeah. So it's uh, Z. Yeah. Chuko Z. And has that always been your rap name? That's or always, always. Like you didn't have like. I changed it. Know? It went from uh, Chuko to Chuko Zapata to just uh, C Zaps. Same thing. C Zaps and stuff. Um, okay. CZ, but. Uh, now I go I, I go by Chuko. I don't go by Chuko Z. I okay. just go by Chuko but on um on platforms I, I go by Chuko Z because it's already people that just have Chuko and name and stuff like that. But um through platform, yeah, Chuko Z. Okay. Cool. Okay. Now uh now you, you say you came up with a rap label. Yes. Okay. And do you have artists on this label? Yes, I have I have so many artists. Uh I got um, and shout out to them. You know what I'm saying? What, what camera am I? What camera am I looking at? This one right here. Yeah. Shout out to them. You know. Um. Uh. Oh, man. Honestly, shit. I'm a homegirl. Uh, new. Old school new. You know. Uh. Black homegirl, but she get down. She she's with that old school stuff. You know. Okay. Um. Not so long ago, I shot a video for her and Bella, and um. What's it called? It was a freestyle and stuff. So we were we were out here. The last time I came, one of my artists, he had just came from Missouri. His name is Flacco. Shout out to Flacco. Um, what's it called? Just from there, it kind of like it kind of like not skyrocketed, but like we were already getting known. So I ended up signing. It started with me. I had a group. Brown Pride G's and it's it's just a the, a unity group and uh, she she's actually in you that's my that's my girl right there but okay. uh, she's, she's she an artist as well yeah she's an artist as well she sings she sings and raps and so she goes by Chinita okay and, I can tell um, why you would call it Chinita <laughs> <laughs> yeah Chinita and um, her brother I got him to rap too you know because they all of us um, we were all in trouble, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we would always get into trouble growing up and stuff. So music was kind of our outlet, you know, to just express how we felt. And, you know, shout out to Baby Joker, too. He he watching this right now, too. And, and shout out to Pops, too. Um, 
But from there, uh, my homeboy Pelon too, he started rapping. I got him to rap. He was hella shy at first. He didn't really know what to do, but like, you know, over time he started. When you, you know. say I got him to rap, did you see something there? Yeah, that, I seen it. I, I knew he had flow. He just, he needed, uh, what's it called? He needed that, um, he needed somebody to break him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, he got, he ended up getting confidence over time and stuff. And, um, after that, we ended up signing Felon, my my homeboy Felon. He's from Oxnard, okay, and stuff. And um, uh, yeah, that's yeah, Felon. We dropped a song called uh, "Gangstified," and it, it it went cool. It was, I mean, the it should have more views, but it it went cool. But um, I started this whole thing when when I was just me. I started it with my homie uh, Tony, not Tony, my bad, Chris, Chris. Um, we were we were shooting a movie together. Actually, I was in a movie, a Chicano-based movie in the '80s. It was based on a true story and stuff. But um, I don't know. I don't know because of you know technical difficulties. We just gonna say that technical difficulties. Um, I don't know if I'm still gonna be able to shoot it and stuff like that. But because uh, of him, I started. You know, and I seen his brother rapping too. And that just kind of motivated me to like, okay, I'm gonna start this label because there's people that got talent, you know, and they all do old school music just like me. They all on the same thing as me, you know. So um, we just try to promote like, kind of like the underground, you know, but um, try to get it out there more than what it already is, you know. Right. There's potential. There's a lot of yeah. potential. Now you just turned 17 and you have your own record label. Yeah. And you have several artists already signed to them? Yes, including my sister, too. Shout out to uh, my sister, Flaca. Uh, yeah, yeah, I already got a couple, couple oh. a lot. Now, now, you were talking about this movie. You said you were in it or you're filming it? Um, half and half. Okay. You know, but um, hey. I'm not really worried as much because I'm working on the series that I wrote and stuff. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm already getting into contact with uh, Netflix and okay. Hulu. And I I I really want to um, direct. Yes, I, I mean right. I've already directed. Like I, I do music videos and stuff. I do my own music videos. I cut my own music videos. Do everything. I direct them and stuff. Now, when you say you make your own videos, uh, uh, since I like, you know, the producing side of it mm -hmm. and the directing side of it, because mm -hmm. I have one documentary. I'm filming a second one. Yes, which I and, seen. Yes, and I'm doing a uh, um, I'm filming uh, Mr. D's video. Next week, I, I won't, won't not going to say what day it is because I don't want people showing up. Mm -hmm. We're just going to be very discreet about it and then premiere it next month. Okay, but now with that being said, on the technical side of things, uh, when you say you've done, do you actually film it? Do you have a camera guy? I have a do camera you, guy. And but everything I do, yeah, everything I do. Directing, okay, yeah. Then you take the footage and cut it in myself. So you when go ahead and edit yourself. Yes. Yes. Okay. I do all of that. I I I rather just teach myself how to do it than to have somebody else charge me for doing it. You know, so I just work with what I got. That's that. Not that's a really good thing. Okay, mm -hmm. but one if if there's any advice that I can give you is that, it, it, like me, I want to do everything, mm -hmm. yeah. but sometimes I have to trust people mm -hmm. and say, okay, you film it, you edit it, I'll direct it, mm -hmm. because. I can't wear too many hats because of so many things I do. So I'll be spreading myself out too thin. Yeah. Eventually, you have a label, but you're going to need a little bigger team. Yes. And you just oversee everything. Mm -hmm. Everything goes through you. Mm -hmm. You know. And that's how, actually, in that label, that's how it is. Me and uh, 
me and Chris, he's he's like a second, like you know, the second um, right one managing it as as well. But um, it all goes through me at the end of the day. So right. yeah, I know he takes one half. He takes like the uh, like the down south. You know, the people from down south. We right. kind of. Call, we call we call it chapters, you know. The first chapters, of course, is is up here, you know, in, in Northern California, but the second chapter is in Southern California, and we're we're planning on like expanding even more out of California, you know. So um, I got some homies that I'm working with, and um, they're from Texas. Um, shout out to uh, Spade Davis, you know. Um, but we're we're working on this really big platform for just everybody that's you know. Chicano, like you know, the Chicano. Because yeah. we need a platform, you know. There's really not a lot of us out there, like that. I can really say, oh yeah, they're mainstream already, you know. Right. And um, we're just creating platforms like that. You mentioned earlier SPM, and um, you know, for a moment, let's just put aside the what he was convicted of. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Whether people want to say, oh, he's innocent, he's guilty. I don't want to talk about that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, what was it about him that you liked that attracted you to his music? If he was, if none of that would have happened, I guarantee you he would have been mainstream. He was already, he was already at it. That's the thing. The, yeah, he was already at it. He was, he was already getting there. But you know, people like to player hate. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and, and do you? Uh, I mean, but what was it about him or his music that attracted you to it? And oh. You told me about Dark Room already. Now, what was it about SPM that okay. you said? SPM, he's funny, you know, but he's real about stuff. Like he he don't he don't got to pump fake nothing. He he he, you know, to me he's an OG. You know, he already been through it, lived it, seen it, done it. You know what I'm saying? But he says it in a more comedy way. You know what okay. I'm saying? For it not to be like it's kind of like dark humor. You know? Okay. So that's I've always admired that from him. And stuff. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Now, um, it's. I'm going to ask you a controversial question, okay? And um, I want you to really think about it before you answer, okay? Mm -hmm. I don't know how it is up north mm -hmm. with Chicanos, mm -hmm. but I know how it is here. Now, here's my question. Really think about this. How do you feel about Chicanos using the N-word? I don't even like it. <laughs> I don't like it, to be honest. I really don't. But... um Honestly, no, I don't. I don't like it. I mean, it's. I mean, yeah, you know. Sometimes it depends on who you grow up with. You know, in the neighborhood you grow up with, times right. change. You know, and that's just it's, it is what it is. But back then, it, it's not. It wasn't like that. No, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I got I got black family members, and they don't be doing that. You know, they don't. Right. They know. They know what to say and what not to say. You know, and if anybody was to get out of line, they get checked for that. Cause I don't, I don't really like. I don't even being like called that, you know. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't approve of it. To be honest, you know, uh, I started producing in, in '88, and uh, it was mostly with a lot of black artists. Mm -hmm. Okay, some would use it, but not all of them. Mm -hmm. Okay, they never referred to me as that. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. You know, when they used to call each other that, you know. And I never switched up my style to maybe if I say it, they'll like me. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they'll accept me. They already accepted me because of who I was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, um, actually speaking on that, like um, back to the SPM thing, he says it. 
You know, SPM does say that a lot in his uh, in his music, and I honestly I, I don't approve of it. You know what wow. I'm saying? But I mean, what can I say? I mean, shit. When some music ain't really got no boundaries. I, I, I know, I know people in Texas say we were raised different. You know, we're all raised different. Yeah, we are. You know, we really are. Yeah. But uh, I, I do want to say this, and then I'll, I'll change. I'll change the subject mm -hmm. um, because I don't want to harp on it too long. But I, I will say this that. A lot of Chicanos that say it don't realize that when you say it, especially to a, a black person or a black person hears you say it, they take that shit offensive. Hell man. yeah, they do. Hell it, yeah, and I've seen it. Yeah, you, you're not you're not scoring points, mm -mm. you know, by saying it, especially in front of a black person or mm -hmm. whatever. But now, uh, let me ask you about two individuals uh, that say it quite often: Little Vent from Texas, yeah. and then um, uh, Peso Peso. Yeah, I don't I don't really like. Them. <laughs> I really don't. Um, to me, they set a bad name for us, to be honest. Yeah. You know, um, it's just the um, it's just what people you know what they call it, trend setting and stuff like that. But right. uh, yeah, I don't really like. I don't like the skinny jeans or anything. I don't like the face tats or anything like that. You know. Okay. But it's just, which all fall in that category, right? Too, you know. Now let me ask you this about those two individuals. Say that they, they didn't say the n word or whatnot. In your opinion, can they rap? No. <laughs> okay. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, well, you know, I feel the same way, but I, yeah. I just needed your opinion. Yeah. No. 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 I don't. Um, when somebody can come to me with uh, something original, you know, we can talk. You know, but other than that, when everybody's sounding the same, and you know, every if you hear the radio, I mean, I'm pretty sure you hear the radio and stuff, but this is everything sounds the same. You know. Yeah. And um, I really don't. I really. It, it's usually. I. I mean, don't don't get it twisted. I, I. I like. I like artists from today. You know, but I like when they have their original sound. When they have their own sound. The the um, authenticity. You know, uh -huh. of their own music and stuff. Where um, they just they're free and they do whatever you know what they do. You know, and uh -huh. that's just how they are. To it, me, I like that. Any of those artists that you just said it, that you listen to, uh, any of those you care to mention who they are? Yes. Um, this is one band, um, the Marco. It's kind of like rock, you know, but okay. it's like '90s. It's like okay. you, you, you can just feel the, you could just hear the sound, or like um, MGMT, Electric Feel, stuff like that. Like I like lately, I've been, I li I've been listening to rock. I don't know why, but. Um, it's just when you hear the the, the sound, the, the authenticity of it. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. And when you say rock, uh, uh, newer bands or more old school bands? Newer bands. Okay. Newer bands that sound old school. Yeah, and I, I really like that. I, I like when, when um, shit, even with R and B, like um, what what uh, what's that one girl's name? Uh, Caliucci's. Mm -hmm. She has like a '80s, like a '70s funk. Kind of sound, but she's an artist from today. She works with Tyler the Creator and stuff like that. I like Tyler the Creator too. To me, he his his sound is just original, you know. But right. yeah, art, art, yeah, I can name those artists a few of them. Now, what would you say for people that say that the most well known rapping Mexican in the world is Takashi Six Nine? Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't. I really don't. Now. now Put aside that you don't like him. Do you think he can rap? No. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, in my opinion, no. no. Uh, uh, does he have fans up there where you live? Hella. 
Really? A lot. Honestly, yeah. you'd be surprised, honestly. But, I mean, that's them. I'm not going to judge them on what they like. You know, that's, you like that. You know, you do you. do you. You know, I do me. I'm on my side. You're on your side. Right, right. Yeah. And, and, and you don't have to name the artist that I'm about to ask you about. Mm -hmm. But you said that you've been asked a lot by rappers out here to do collabs. Yeah. Have you done any? Yeah, Felon. Actually, uh, he's one of my artists in, okay. um, in my label and stuff. Gangstified. And that I, that's actually my favorite song at the moment. You know, other than me me being, you know, on my solo music and stuff with a collab, with a feature, him. That's really one of my favorite songs okay. right there. But yeah, uh, Felon. Yeah, shout out to Felon. Yeah. You know, right now, you know, Bella's popping right now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Bella's my homegirl. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. How, uh, how did you meet Bella? I was on live one time and uh, I was just, you know, I was just being, being, you know, a teen. Yeah, but I, I like her music though, you know. I, I um I genuinely like her music, you know. So I, I hopped on her live and from there she I didn't think she was gonna accept me and I was on her live and I was all like my heart was racing and stuff. <laughs> I ended up getting I was like, you know, cause I, I, I get anxiety sometimes, you know. But I was like, but it was just cause I was so uh like how do you say it? I was so excited. Right. You know? So uh, I ended up playing the original version of Bay Classics and stuff of, of one of my songs that I was about to drop. I didn't drop it yet, but it, w it was an unreleased. But I played it for her and she liked it. And um, from there, we just, you know, we started talking and we were just cool from there. Have you met Erica, her manager? Yes, I have. I, um, yeah, I have. Uh, when I went to go shoot for her and my artist. Okay. Stuff, which was not so long ago. And who's your artist again? New. Old school new. Old school new. Yeah. Is she is she, is she uh, uh, the black female you yeah, were talking about? Yeah. Okay. Where is she from? Uh, she told me she was from Atlanta, but she resigns here on the West Coast. Okay. Because I think I'm talking about another one that Erica and Bella were telling me about. The third, she's from Mississippi, if I'm correct, or Louisiana, somewhere from out there. No. So, I, don't, I don't recall. I mean... From what I remember, she told me Atlanta and stuff. But um, okay, yeah, she she stays out here in the West though. Okay, two thousand twenty one. Okay, twenty twenty one. What can people expect from Chukozi? A lot of EPs. Okay, a lot of albums. A lot, a lot. Not just from me, but from my label too. Yeah, name some of the artists that in twenty twenty one will be dropping EPs or albums. Chinita, <laughs> she's one of them. Uh, Brown Pride G's working on this documentary right now called uh, Life of a Chicano and stuff. And uh, we're planning on shooting some of it out here and shooting ha uh, the other part out there too. Uh -huh. You know, just it. You know, just um, to see how life for a Chicano is. You know, because just like out here, you know, it's, it's the same thing up there. It's just different politics yeah. and stuff. But um, yeah, it, it's different. It's, it's different, but there's so many similarities in it, you know? But, um, yeah, Life of a Chicano should be coming out this year for sure. Okay. And uh, so that's a documentary, mm -hmm. uh, her, her album, mm -hmm. and uh, anybody else that we can be expecting this year from your label? Um, you, what about new, yours? New, me? Oh, yeah. coming out with 
I'm I actually want I want to get I want to drop this EP. It's called uh, Freaky Frisco. I've, I've been doing EPs um, that's based off the sound of that area because I'm doing the EP to a LA EP. Okay, it's called um, Nights in uh, Hollywood, not Nights in Hollywood, and they, and they got like tight beats like uh, Sinister or like like SC Cartel, you know, or or just um, damn, like uh, who else? I know High C. For sure, but it's just the LA sound, like the Dre, you know, the Dre sound and stuff like that. And but the one I'm really working on is uh, Freaky Frisco. That's the that's the San Francisco uh, EP and okay. stuff. Um, but yeah, that's the one I'm working on right now at the moment. I'm working on two. Okay. Yeah. All right. And once again, you produce everything. Yes, I produce everything. Everything I do, I don't, I don't even own a like a beat pad or anything like that. I do everything on my phone. On your phone? Yeah. On GarageBand. <laughs> For real. Uh, people be, they be surprised. Be like, you did all this? I produce everything on my on my iPhone. Everything. I just recently got this phone. So I've been doing everything on the iPhone 7. That's really smaller than this. That's that's really small. For, For real? Yeah. Dan, you must have taken offense today when I put up my post. Uh, producers be like, I'm in the studio and I put all that fish. Oh, yeah, price. I seen that. I was hecka laughing. I was heck of laughing. But, I mean, it'd it be like that, though, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, a lot of people got booty hurt when I post that up. Hell, yeah. Hey, don't knock somebody's hustle. Hey, don't. Calmate, way. It's it, just it, a pose. You know? People, people, they get offended these days too easily. Yeah, boy, we're, we're walking on eight shows around people, you know? You mm -hmm. can't say nothing. Like, okay, years ago, and I know this is probably going to offend some people. I was at a supermarket, mm -hmm. okay, and I was with my son, and I think he was just out of football practice, mm -hmm. and he's walking around, still had his uniform on, and I remember I said something like, um, get that, get that, and I said something like, that was gay, and he, he, I wanted him to play quarterback, so he threw me like a can, like, and I didn't like the way he threw, he threw it like this, and I said, that was gay, <laughs> and then I didn't realize that there were two gay guys walk behind me holding hands. Oh, hell so they were like, excuse me. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, oh, you just said that and offended me. And I was like, well, I didn't mean it. Like, you're homosexual, you. you know. Yeah. I, to me, gay means like, oh, that was dumb. Or that was sloppy. Or that was goofy. Mm. That's the way I meant it. But they took offense. They wanted me to apologize. That's just how people are these days. They don't, they don't have no sense of humor. You know? Yeah, I'm like, I'm not going to fucking apologize for that That's shit. That's what I was saying. I don't, because... The same thing too, you know. That I've I've been in situations like that, but I'm not about to sit here and apologize because you're offended. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like it, it, I didn't mean it to you. Exactly, you know? exactly. Yeah. So now you got working on a documentary, half and half on the movie. Yes. Okay, and then uh, you got uh, from Craig Chinita's album. Yes. Okay, or, or is that an EP? No, uh, EP actually. And, and when is that going to drop? Possibly around. Um. I don't want to give out no dates right now. Okay, but this moment. year? Yeah, it should be this year. Okay. And uh, you're working on yours mm -hmm. still. You're, you're not sure when. I have no idea when, but uh, soon, you know, once I get those 1,000 likes on my post, you know. Cause, no, because <laughs> I'm starting to set boundaries. You know what I'm saying? I'm starting, not boundaries, but um, uh, what's it called? Like expectations. Okay. Because I, I don't want to stay stuck in one spot. I want to I wanna go up from here. You know, right. and that's just—I I feel like everybody should start getting on that ASAP because there's there's so many people that got so much talent, you know, and um, they're not promoting themselves like how they need to, you know, and right. they got so much talent, and it just—it it doesn't work out for them. Here's a question for people that may not know the talent 
up north or maybe they do know and have a different of opinion when it comes to a rapper from up there mm -hmm. let me ask outside of dark room familia in your opinion mm -hmm. who do you think was right under them it could be anybody Any, anybody it, it, it's your this is your opinion outside of dark room familia you would say Somebody it's this it's this is this that you know? really changed um rap from a point of view which is faster beats was like uh mc poo uh which he's also working with me on my on my series that that's I'm dope on. yeah i remember mc poo yeah, yeah mc poo um damn um for sure uh rbl rbl posse they okay. really they changed the scene for the bay area that it was more funkier it was more faster it was more loud the of the um like africa bambata beats you know like like the freestyle music it was more right. freestyle music more of uh just faster funk like uh shaka khan you know okay and stuff like that now on the chicano side mm -hmm. who would you say really uh like elevated well, well not necessarily elevated but or who changed the scene that and also like who was really popular out there uh, outside of dark room familia who would you say would be next woody yeah woody uh he would he, he was a northern rapper but he really did change like every everybody knows him out up there and stuff what about a guy and a lot of people request him here big tone oh yeah big tone yeah he was working with woody they were they were both in, I, i'm pretty sure they were both in the same level right they okay were both in the same level yeah um yeah they big tone i and big mister big oh. he still raps to this day i was actually i um i acted in his music video i was i think i don't i don't know who i was playing that i was just an actor right in his music video but yeah him too and stuff like he he's making a name out here okay. and stuff well not out here but yeah you know up there and um but yeah big tone big tone he yeah, he made a name. A lot of people know him out there. Uh, let me ask you a very political slash controversial question. Mm -hmm. Do you think there will ever be unity between North and South out here? All I'm going to say is look at me. I didn't think this was going to happen, to be honest. I didn't think I would be here. That's yeah. that's that's uh, that's my trip. I didn't I didn't think um, I didn't think. I hell no, I did not think that at all. Knowing that I'm from up there, and I let it be known, hey, I'm from I'm from the Bay. You know, what I'm saying I'm from I'm from Hollister. You know, I represent Sacramento too. You know, everybody knows that. Um, but yeah, I didn't I didn't think this whole it's it's going somewhere. I'm not gonna say it's not going anywhere. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not about to sit here and say that um, it will never happen. Cause like shit, I'm 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 at this point because of me. You know, and surprisingly, like I said, I have so many uh, people that like my music out here more than out there. Right. And they, and they know that I'm from out there. I mean, that's there's a lot of people that listen to my music out there. But over here, that's that's really a different topic right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really quick. And I'm going to say something for the people that for some reason may not like that you're here. Let's just say they've tuned in and said. Oh, that guy lives up north. I'm not going to tune into Rodian Radio today because Tony's supporting somebody from up north. I'm going to say something. And um, and I need you guys to do your homework. For the last several years, it's been at least a little bit over five years, if not a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I'm not going to harp on this too much, but I'm trying to make a point. Yeah. 
in the prison system, there's been unity between lot, North and South. A lot, a lot. There's that 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 shit goes so. Um, people stay quiet about that. They do a lot. They do a lot. Now here's my thing: if you can have unity in there and reach a common ground where we can get along, my just my whole thing is this: why can't we do that out here? Newer generation. Right. It's mostly of the OGs that's locked up in there that see shit from a different point of view. Right. You know, but out here, it's just the newer generation. Right. You know, their OGs are locked up. They're not there to teach them from right to wrong. Right. You know, just like how you got people sagging their pants. You know, to that's to me that's a fact thing. Like, okay, that's that's some great shit. Like, you know, you know, you know what it is inside the prison. It's it's way different. Yeah. And stuff and um. There's a lot of people doing the skinny jeans. They're just not, like I said, the the um to keep it original, you know. And they're just trying to shift from one thing to another than what they're really right. Not, you know. Now, now uh, I know there's a lot of guys out here that are that still keep it original. Right. Yes. And so and many. A lot of them ignore what's going on in the prison system. Mm -hmm. You know, with the unity thing, mm -hmm. they they don't want to talk about it, mm -hmm. but they want to hold the old rules out here. Okay. Now, uh, um, I said that to say this, that Spliff, I don't know if you're familiar with Spliff DTV. I actually am. Okay. I, I had him here. Mm -hmm. Okay, we had a great interview, he, and he'll be back soon. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing I will say about Spliff DTV, he said it, you know, and him being a brother, this is what he said. Can you just imagine... What it'll be like if all Rasa got together. Shit, man, that, that's been, all I'm going to say. I've been saying that all my life. That, that's all I'm going to say, okay? Mm -hmm. And we'll leave it at that. So if anybody has a hard time with, you know, me interviewing people from up there, then maybe uh, you shouldn't watch this show because this is about artists. Yeah. This isn't about geographical locations in my mm -mm. book. This is about artists. And this is about Rasa, and that's all I want to do. So with that being said, man, uh, anything I didn't ask you, Anything you want to bring up? Anything you want to promote at this time? Um, what I do want to say is that um, anybody not supporting uh, Rodeo Radio, y'all, you know, I, I mean, I'm not going to give a fuck, honestly, because I support 100 and, um, you know, fuck what y'all think. You know, we, we're out here supporting community, you know. Rasa to rasa, it, it's not about game banging anymore. That shit really do gotta change, cause it's a lot of motherfuckers that claim it and they're really not about it, you know. Yeah. And I've seen it. I've been, I've I've been I've done my stuff, you know. I, I've I've been around it, seen it, you know. But um, shit, I'm glad to say I'm I, I'm making the name out of myself. Yeah. You know? Well, in that in that lifestyle, you know, because I grew up around it. I grew up doing a lot of things, mm -hmm. and believe it or not, all I ended up doing was hurting my family. Yeah, that's how okay. it is. And that's all it is. That's the thing. But a lot of people don't understand that these days. Yeah, yeah. W with that, I'm going to say this. I read one scripture one time, and it changed my whole life. Mm -hmm. I was 22, and it said, uh, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I acted like a child. But now that I'm a man, I have put away childish things. Mm -hmm. And you have to. You have to. You have For to. the better. Yeah. So, um, any shout-outs you want to give at this time as yes. we close? Um, <laughs> I know uh, Pops called me up. You know what I'm saying? He called me up a couple uh, hours ago, told me to shout him out. So, uh, Pops, <laughs> shout-out to, uh, shout to Big Joker. Shout-out to uh, 
Little Joker and Baby Joker. Um, shout out to all of PTR. Shit, shout out to my mom. You know, if it wasn't for her, I would not be here. I tell you that my mom's my biggest motherfucking supporter ever, and I and I mean that shit for real. Hell yeah, I like that. And if y'all and it and um, shit like yeah, it's it's a blessing. It's a blessing, you know, because I I got a lot of friends that don't got their moms, you know. Yeah. And just me, um, yeah, me and my mom, we we bump heads a lot and shit, but I do appreciate her. It's all good. Yeah, <laughs> it's all good in the hood. You know what I'm saying? But um, you know. Uh, her fiance too, uh, Jaime. You know, uh, shout out to him. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be out here either. You know, uh, shout out to my lady. She's always been supporting, even when she was my my bestest friend. You know, but um, like I said, we're out here. Uh, shout out to shit. Shout out to the whole fucking West Coast, the whole U.S. Out of the U.S. Fucking with me for reals, cause uh, without y'all, I wouldn't be here. Like real, real fucking shit. Without y'all, I would not be here in this very moment talking to the legend. You know the 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 man. You know what I'm saying the walking legend. You know Tony A. Um, but um, big shout out to you know all my family too. Um, and I want to thank myself. You know, if I didn't push myself, all good. If I didn't push myself, I would not be here for. Uh, uh, I'm, if he's not watching, I'm going to call up uh, David Rochester Dino tomorrow. Yes, and I'll tell him, you know, to watch this interview, and maybe I'll go hook up a meeting between you guys. Yes, let me know. For so, real, let me know. Hey, brother, thank you, man. I appreciate you, bro. Hell yeah, you so, already know. You already this guy know drove you. six hours, you guys. So yeah, I got to appreciate hours. him. I'm dedicated to this shit. For yeah. Real. So with that being said, I want to thank everybody on the live chat, all the Rodium Radio Warriors for coming through. Somebody asked me, why do you name us the Rodium Radio Warriors? So let me say this. Somebody shot me that idea. You should name your, you know, the live chat a certain name. Somebody actually came with the, with the name. I kind of didn't like it. But you know what I did in my junior high school? Now they call it middle school. We used to be called the Wilmington Warriors. And what happened was some, some people got offended. So we, they had to change the name from Warriors to Jaguars. I didn't like Jaguars. So I just fi- figured Rodium Radio Warriors because that was our, our school mascot back in the day. And then somebody, before I went live with that, somebody shouted to me, goes, you should name it the Warriors. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, So we're on the same page. It was just confirmation. So with that being said, thank everybody for tuning in, uh, subscribing, liking, talking crap on the live chat. Those I complimented. <laughs> It's all good. Uh, Alex Cervantes, Cervantes Enterprise for running this shit. My son, B. Scanless, for helping me promote this. And uh, Anthony, the hip-hop Jedi. So uh, much love, much respect to all you guys. See you guys Wednesday. Okay? See you guys Wednesday. God bless. We out of here.